Porcupine Freedom Festival, and I am being laughed at right now in the studio. That, that uh, what is that you're eating? I don't know what exactly it's it is called. Chicken Ian's butt. There hardcore. is this Thai. <laughs> there is this Thai place here, uh, and in Ag- Agra Valley, where yeah. people are selling uh, burritos that are not taxed and not regulated and not uh, inspected, spindled, folded, or mutilated. Yeah, we're here at Porkfest, uh, the Porkfest 2011 Porcupine Freedom Festival, where liberty-minded people are gathering together throughout the entire week to uh, engage in uh, hanging out, socializing, partying, having a great time. We've been here since Monday. This is our fourth show. We're going to be here all the way through Sunday, and we'll be broadcasting every single night. But yeah, there are these folks that are doing vending uh, without government permits, and so the food tastes a little bit better uh, as a result of the fact that nobody actually begged for permission to make it uh, in the first place. And I went up to this Thai booth. I hadn't been there yet. I'm trying to go to places I haven't been. And they have one Thai, it's like, I guess it's not just Thai food, they have other things, but they have this Thai burrito thing, and oh my god. Well, they um, made it special for you, it's not like Right, I said I like things spicy, and sometimes, you know, when you get a little too cocky, the universe knocks right. you down uh, a peg, and that's exactly how what many, happened tonight. How many bites of that burrito have you actually had? Well, as you can see, I've been through maybe about a quarter, maybe wow. a third of the burrito at this point. I'd probably say uh, maybe about a quarter of the burrito. And the first bite I took, uh, my my butt was officially kicked uh, by it. <laughs> I actually, <laughs> and Mark suggested this. It was a good suggestion. I stopped five minutes before we actually went on the air. You don't want to have the hiccups. Sometimes that happens. I, it gave me the hiccups immediately. I've never been given the hiccups <laughs> by spicy food before. And uh, so I stopped five minutes before we went to air, and that was just barely enough time. My mouth is still burning slightly, but I'm able to communicate and actually uh, have a conversation at this point. Well, you know, and, and when I, I've gone out to eat with you many times, and you'll always order the spiciest thing on the menu and make sure that they make it extra spicy. And you're well, one normally of those pe- that's okay. people that substitutes a personality the for, provided the, for the ability for to eat spicy food. Well, but in most places, when you go and you do something like that, you're okay because the spiciest thing on the menu still isn't that spicy because they still have to, you know, I don't know, pander to the lowest common denominator to some extent. There are exceptions to that. I mean, hot wings, hot wings places, they do have the nuclear extreme explosion hot wings. And usually they, uh, those things are pretty hardcore. Uh, but I just have to say that the, uh, the food here at, uh, the porcupine freedom festival is, has been great thus far. Yeah. I'm very pleased with it as well. So, Patrick, of course, doing crazy. Yeah, JJ, by the way, uh, joining yes. us here as uh, as per normal on Thursday nights. But of course, we're at we're at Pork Fest, which means that at some point you'll likely see us uh, change out our our third host or the third person on the microphone to talk to some of the interesting people that are uh, milling about some of the personalities that maybe you are familiar with or maybe you've never even heard of before. Because here at Pork Fest, there are people from that are you know kind of like the celebrities within the liberty movement and just regular folks that are activists on the ground, boots on the ground, uh, people that aren't yet activists that maybe want to become activists, join the Free State Project and uh, and get active up here. It's a great uh, chance to get together with other people who think like you do, people that understand what freedom is all about. And today, uh, yet another day chock full of interesting activities. There was the interview with a zombie today. Did you all see that? No, No, I did not. Okay, so that was kind of fun. I guess there's this game that's being played uh, throughout the next day or two called Humans vs. Zombies. I don't know how this works. Do you? I, yeah, I, I watched the uh, the introduction or orientation just outside the picnic uh, the Freaking Pavilion, 
And uh, basically, the people who are zombies have to wear a bandana on their head. I saw some zombified uh, youngsters. And the people who are humans wear a bandana on their arm. And the zombie actually has to not just touch a person, but it has to grab a hold of that person. Mm -hmm. And the humans, on the other hand, have Nerf guns and foam swords with which to defend themselves. And a strike from a human yields a zombie incapacitated for about 15 minutes. Really? One shot? Uh back with more free talk live you know i have no idea where we actually cut off uh so uh, let's just recap briefly you were talking about this uh, humans versus zombies game there's humans and there's zombies and they're going around and they're shooting each other with nerf guns or the zombies are grabbing the humans and if they grab the human they become a zombie That's presumably correct. right yes and, and, and is the idea for the entire park to become zombies or the entire... The, well, the last human standing. The idea is that every human will eventually be overtaken by zombies. And then the last recorded um, whatever, zombification, is the winner. So I gotcha. It lasts until, of course, the humans are gone, which so who could knows be how a, long. could yeah. be another day or two, right? I mean, yeah. it could be a little while. Are there fewer uh, zombies? Then? There was three zombies to start with and about, I'd say, 30 humans, if not more. And then once you're, once you're touched by a zombie, you're converted. And right. And you must go around and consume the brains of the humans. Right. And, and But see, the, the zombies are, are very intelligent zombies. They're not like movie zombies. Yeah, they... Because they, they, they're not They're zombies. hiding behind things and ready to jump up on yes. them. Yeah. So I, I don't think the humans will last long. Yeah, I, I would agree. So there's fun stuff like that going on. There's uh, you know, drinking that is happening all over the damn place and all day long. Uh, people are having themselves a good time. They're, uh, it's a vacation for a lot of people here. And uh, most folks don't have to come to work every single night uh, as, uh, as we do here on the air. Uh, by the way, speaking of uh, what's going on right now, uh, tonight, the Free Talk Live studio is going to be occupied by Jason Osborne and a bunch of our Free Talk Live amplifiers, the people that get behind the show financially with three bucks a month uh, to help get Free Talk Live on more radio stations. We are on 105 radio stations. I'm about it's to say 105 now? Great job. It is a 105. Yeah, I should keep up on this. 
And uh, I haven't actually updated the website. I've been working on that. The web, the internet connection here is the only thing that is lacking at Rogers Campground. It's uh, you know one connection for a thousand people, and it doesn't work out too well. So when I get a chance, we'll announce that station uh, officially. But uh, lots of stations, and it's all thanks to our our listeners for making it possible as uh, Free Talk Live amplifiers. They give us three bucks a month. We take that in and reinvest it into the show. And for everybody that's sitting here that is a Free Talk Live amplifier, at some point you're going to be given. Maybe you've already been given it i don't see osborne so i don't know where uh, where he is or what's going on with him but uh, these awesome free talk live 100 affiliate shot glasses so very nice this very little cool. kind of frosty glass look mm-hmm. i like that it's That's beautiful cool. the hundreds in gold free talk live, the free talk live emblem with the little wings on the side which i, I think really rocks it's classy and uh you know, I think people are going to really enjoy this. Jason Osborne is awesome. He is awesome, and he's the guy behind SACL CAI. So that's going on in here tonight. But again, the uh, the you know the party's not over. Porkfest is just over halfway done. Uh, we've done three shows. It's our fourth show. We've got two more shows after this. There's still lots coming up, lots, uh, lots to do uh, over the next few days, and we'll tell you more about what is going on and what has been going on. I'll also talk to you about whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. Just because we're here and interviewing people in the studio doesn't mean we won't take your phone calls about anything. It's still Free Talk Live. Open phones. You bring up what you want. 800-259-9231. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live, live from Porkfest 2011. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes feed the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll free. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. And uh, we're here for you at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which happens every single year in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire. Right across from the White Mountains, the view is incredible, but the people are even better. It's meeting liberty-minded people, the people that get it when it comes to the ideas of freedom, uh, connecting with them building new relationships uh, and meeting people that at some point may be your lifelong friends because people are coming up here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, a movement of thousands of like-minded, liberty-oriented people all converging to the same place to get active, to achieve liberty in our lifetime. We actually had a guy from NPR here today that uh, was doing a report on the Porcupine Freedom Festival. He interviewed a number of folks, Mark and myself uh, included, and he you know, he'd ask me, well, what's the message here? He had a lot of really, really thoughtful questions, by he the really way. He really did. I mean, uh, it's smart nice guy. to see real journalists. Yeah. And so he, uh, you know, he asked me, what is, the, what is the overall message here? And I said that the message is that the state is on its way out, you know, that uh, these people coming together, the, the concept of the state, the state doesn't exist. It's just men and women that are doing business, so-called, at the point of a gun. And that needs to change. And if enough people who understand what the state is – and why it's a bad idea if enough people like that get together and get active, as we're seeing begin to happen here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, it's inevitable that some really exciting changes uh, are going to occur toward the achievement of a voluntary society. I mean, there's just – it's just – it's inevitable. You can't get people together who care and uh, who are willing to take action and not have significant change come out of that. 
I think it might be a broader idea than just the state. I think the state represents part of the violence and uh, dominating sort of nature of primal humans. And I think maybe it's a greater evolution of the mind and accepting a more openness, not about not only about the state and how you govern each other or how you communicate, but also accepting different ideas as far as, let's say, the LGBT, the uh, different ethnicities, being more open-minded in general to, to all things. I think the Internet, with its uh, the knowledge that it's proliferating, yeah, that it's let out there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, man, it's pork fest. But, uh, uh, you know, the knowledge that it's let out there has, has opened a lot of eyes and opened a lot of minds, and I think that it will only continue and just escalate. So the idea of the state is just one of a couple legs that need to fall mm -hmm. in the, the sort of evolution of mankind into whatever version it's going into. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the Porcupine Freedom Festival is a, is a step along that road to bring people together to build, uh, to build that community that's going to be necessary to take us in, uh, into the future. You know the U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happen every day. You know a new currency will at some point take over. Wouldn't you like to be in on the ground floor of that currency? Bitcoins. They're a decentralized, anonymous Internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world. Their value seems to only be increasing with time. They recently had a little scuttlebutt with them. There was a, a problem with one of the websites that uh, trades and exchange bit bitcoins. They've bounced back. Their numbers are going up. You can find out more at weusecoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month. Your dollars are going down. Bitcoins are going up. Weusecoins.org. All right, so 800-259-9231. Let's go to your phone calls, your thoughts. Jake is in New Hampshire. Jake, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Mark, and JJ. Hey, Ian, Mark. This is Jake Cullen and Mark Fest here. I uh, just served you got served Ian some uh, spicy Thai Ritos here. <laughs> and I uh, just wanted to know how it went. I mean, I like I did try to hold back a little bit. I didn't put in all the ones that I was putting them wow. in. You uh, held back? Oh, my God. I don't I know. I don't know about that, Jake. Are, are you really? I was talking about it at the very beginning of the show because my mouth was still on fire after having waited uh, five minutes uh, from taking my last bite. So, yeah, you kicked my butt, Jake. Uh, that's the spiciest thing I can remember. Jake, eating. I just want to say thank you. <laughs> Jake, well, the see, market provided. <laughs> well, my plan was to bring ghost chili peppers to Pork Fest, which is the hottest naturally growing pepper in the world. But uh, they were like $20 a pepper online, so I decided to go Holy with just crap. like slightly less spicy peppers this time. So, I don't know, maybe next year you can, you can say that you conquered the ghost chili pepper, but, but for now you're just... I don't know if I'm interested in that, but... <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jake, uh, you're out there running, the, uh, you're one of, running one of these food vending uh, booths, and how's it going for you? Was this your first year doing that? This is, uh, this is actually my second year selling uh, food vending here at Porkfest. Uh, last year, uh, we did pretty well, but uh, we did some things here to sp sort of speed up the process and make it go a little smoother so we can handle more customers this year. But as always, uh, not paying any income taxes on this, not paying any taxes at all as far as I can help, and uh, just doing things voluntarily. I mean, there's no health department to come inspect the food. I mean, you basically look at my setup, and if it looks clean enough for you, then that's, I mean, that's your decision. So, How many times uh, have I eaten at your setup now? Twice, and then Ian, Ian's eaten once. I think it passes. Jake also sells Agoras uh, strawberry jam at the moment um, at, in Keene and other locations. 
Are you looking to expand that market, your uh, your sales in, in New Hampshire and whatnot? Yes. I mean, what I had sort of envisioned would be sort of an agorist trading network uh, across across the world, but particularly in the U.S. because it's easy to transport stuff. And uh, what I was thinking with the jam was I want something that's a high cost-to-weight ratio, so it's if, uh, cost-effective to ship. It's like you wouldn't want to try to do agorist rice necessarily because your shipping is going to be almost as much as the product itself. Mm-hmm. So that's where I came up with the idea for jam, and, yeah, definitely now, hope to expand that as much as possible. We're using a code word here. Uh, what is agorist? What does that mean? So I guess that's, that's – at least the way I see it is basically uh, sort of an alternative to the existing system. The existing system is you need all these permits, and you basically need to send all this paperwork to the government, and you have to put in all this time before you can actually open your doors that, I mean, it's just not worth it if you're trying to do low volume. And so agorism is basically like, let's short-circuit all that so that we can have more competition, basically just free market interactions. Yes, yeah, I think agorism might be better described as a very small sort of um, contract or exchange. There's only two people involved, not two plus the state, not two plus a middleman plus the taxman plus the state. It's just you and the buyer, and it's a very private sort of uh, transaction, regardless of the goods, whether you're selling you know, n- things you'd normally sell in a grocery store or things like pot that you'd sell you know, in, in an alley or uh, whatever. But I think it's it has to do with the nature of the transaction. It's a private one-on-one type of transaction. Yeah, Jake, absolutely. Hey, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Uh, good luck with your uh, your booth out there. There are a number of people that are out here vending everything from food to handcrafted products, and it's an open marketplace. You can set up whatever you know, set up your table and set up your wear uh, your wares and offer it and see uh, see if anybody bu- um, buys in. Lots of services available, too. There's, a, there's even a hookah bar down there. I haven't had a chance to stop by there, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, they, they put up uh, cellophane or, um, what, saran wrap? Yeah, they wrapped the, uh, well, it was one of those, like, 10 by 10 canopies. Yes. And then they, yeah, they wrapped it in cellophane of some sort to create, like, a, a hot box right. kind of situation where the smoke can stay in uh, the tent. Good times. Yeah. Huh. So really innovative. Indeed. You know, there's a salad bar, too, there that I've been frequenting. I had the salad. It was good. Yeah, it's good. Uh, so 800-259-9231. We're not bragging about this, so you can't come here. I mean, it's still two more days left of this, uh, Friday and Saturday, and then a little bit on Sunday morning. Uh, you can still come out here and experience all of this. And if you can't make it this year, mark your calendar. If you love the ideas of freedom, there's nowhere else you should be during the summer except for the Porcupine Freedom Festival up here in Lancaster, New Hampshire. More coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond, TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Slobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. As always, we'll take your phone calls about whatever's on your mind, even though we're here live on the scene of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, Porkfest 2011. 
at uh, Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire, surrounded by hundreds of like-minded, liberty-oriented people. Started out slow, as usual, on Monday, although it was as busy on Monday as it was on Thursday of last year. So it was certainly busier, I think, in general this year than uh, than years previous. But it's certainly been building throughout the week. Uh, more folks showed up and set up camp uh, yesterday. People still showing up today. Stefan Molyneux from Freedom Main Radio arrived today. I believe Yar- uh, Larkin Rose came in yesterday. Yeah, his family played a show at the uh, the Free King Pavilion, and, and they did a really good job. Their sound was really good. It was, it was tight. It so it's, it's like the Partridge family, except with anti-state lyrics. Basically. Oh yes, very anti-state. Yes. I, my only my only criticism in Larkin, he, he did a wonderful job. His family did a wonderful job. It's just the, the songs had a lot of negativity. Really? And, yeah. It's just sort of the, the sort of bitter sort of sound to him. Oh no! I'm sorry to hear that. Well, he suffered, and he's expressing yeah. that through the music. But I think maybe there maybe the third act should have a little resolution, or at least some maybe a message for something to do, act, call to action. I don't know. Yeah, I can understand why somebody would be bitter after having spent a couple of years in a, in a prison cell because of their beliefs. Yeah, uh, no Of course, Larkin Rose, maybe we'll get a chance to interview him here uh, tonight or this weekend at some point. But he is a man who, you know, who really had uh, – he, he spent time in jail because he didn't think he should pay the government uh, their extractions. He didn't give them in- income tax money. Right, right. Heroic. Yeah, so he's he's an inspiration uh, to uh, to a lot of people, and I can tell you that uh, I know I changed my attitude when I made the move to New Hampshire, and I became surrounded because I was pretty angry uh, before, yeah. uh, and I, I changed my attitude because I became the, I, I was around other people that believed in freedom, and that brought hope back to my life. And Larkin hasn't made the move yet, so maybe that's hope a is therapeutic. Uh, you know, there's nothing, there's no doubt. Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of people that are listening. You know, you don't know Ian in person as as well, and and living as as a neighbor of his and whatnot. Uh, Ian is such a chill, cool guy that you and and Mark too is really cool. But he, you know, that peaceful idea. It's not something you just talk about. It's something you have to live mm. every single day. Yeah. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? Manventureoutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. ManVentureOutpost.com, they're family-owned and members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau. Some prices so low, they can't even be mentioned on the air. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. at 5% off to auto, uh, take care of shipping and handling, I would guess. That's uh, coupon code FTL is in Free Talk Live. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. News about looters coming up here in a little bit. Uh, that's uh, something that may not surprise folks coming out of the Joplin uh, stories. You may recall there were some tornadoes down there that did a lot of yeah, damage, they, killed they some people. Uh, well, it turns out there were looters out there. There was uh, somebody had called to say to us, "Well, everything was fine in Joplin. Everything's fine. No, nobody was uh, misbehaving there." Comparing it to after Katrina, some kind of racist called in. I mean, the, the unspoken suggestion was that, "Oh, there were looters." Yeah, in, I was on that show. I remember yeah, that there were looters in New Orleans because there's black people exactly. in New Orleans. And so we'll uh, we'll debunk that here in a moment again. Uh, but 800-259-9231 is the number. We're here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So something that I really enjoyed today at Porkfest was the uh, Bob Constantine uh, event. Now, Bob is somebody we've had on the show before. He spent 60 days in jail because he had the courage to not take a plea deal. He went to court. I went to his trial. I attended a couple of days of, uh, of the trial. And he was uh, charged with growing marijuana, and he wasn't found guilty of growing marijuana, even though the evidence sure as hell made it look like he was growing marijuana. And I think that 
the reason why he wasn't found guilty on that was because there were activists who came out in support of him, probably about 20 or 30 people who came out to fill up those courtroom seats to show support for this man, to not only do that, but also go outside of the courthouse and hold signs, signs that said one sign in particular I thought was really effective, uh, was brought up today, was seven years for gardening. It was a very large sign that one of the activists made. And the idea behind that sign was so important because the idea behind it was to let these jurors know that that's what this man was facing. Right. Facing seven years Address in prison. Address the root of the issue where the action he's doing is no different than cultivating some tomatoes. And you're going to consume those tomatoes to sustain your life and or some enjoyment you get from eating some, I don't know, BLT sandwich or something like that. Well, marijuana actually has medicinal properties. Sure. So... What's wrong with that? I mean, even if he wasn't using it as medicine, and he was, even if he wasn't using it as sure. medicine, it's no one's business what you grow. That's correct. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, so Bob got up on stage and gave a really nice uh, talk about his experience and why he chose what he did, and that he was tempted along the way so heavily to just take the plea deal. Sure. Just get it over with. Make wasn't it the done. plea deal to not even in no jail time, whatever? Oh boy, I don't, I don't recall. I think it. I think it was a plea down to a misdemeanor with a small amount of uh, with a small amount of jail time. But I, I, I don't recall. Anyway, he he didn't want to do it because there was, as he termed it, you know, the uh, the angel and the devil talking to you, and there was one of those voices that said, "You you can't do this. You just can't do this." And he didn't. And they they ended up offering him a better plea deal. I think later, later down the line. <laughs> right. There's the best piece of advice. If yeah. you are going to take a plea deal, don't take the first one they offer <laughs> you. So then he took, uh, you know, he took, he did not take the uh, the second offer, and he went to trial, and uh, people came out to support him. And the guy that had that uh, seven years for gardening sign was out in front of the courthouse, as were some of us with other signs like no victim, no crime, and uh, vote to acquit, things like that. We stood out in front of this courthouse where the jurors could see us from their little jury deliberation room. Plus, a lot of the jurors, probably about half of them, were cigarette smokers. So every single break they had, they were standing outside of the courthouse right there where everybody could see him and wave at him and, uh, you know, hold signs up so they could see what the sign said. Wow. And that had to make an impression on somebody because all it takes is that one person to break. You need 12 out of 12 to get that guilty or not guilty. Uh, and if you have 11 of 12, you can't get the guilty. So. Somebody stood firm, maybe more than one person, uh, stood firm on that jury, and I think it's because of the people, the activists who are in this movement that, that poured out to support this guy. Certainly. Bob did an awesome job with his trial, though, as well. Um, going yeah, he did. Up and, and, you he know, did it himself. Yes, exactly. And I think that you know he, he did a great job. He stood up for himself, and that definitely is a testament to you know, his sort of side of the story. Well, yeah, I think it, it takes both of those things. I would agree with Ian. Uh, you know, sometimes I, I think activists can be a, a, a diminishment, but I think there are times that they can be very helpful, too, and I think that that's what happened in this case. So, uh, Bob, I asked him, you know, took some questions afterwards, and I asked him, well, what would you, looking back, hindsight being twenty twenty, what would you have done differently? And besides not getting caught, uh, his answer was, I would not have hired the lawyer because... He spent thousands, tens of thousands sure. of dollars sure. on this lawyer, and the lawyer did absolutely nothing for him uh, as far as getting him out of anything. I mean, he, the, it was just a, a, just throwing money down a rat hole. Well, uh, I, I think the activists in New Hampshire uh, especially have created, you know, with the uh, the NH legal system sort of uh, NH clog, I think it is. 
But yeah. anyway, they, they, they've poured resources into learning this and, and the policies and procedures. So if, if there's a lot of civil dis going on, I think if there's some sort of uh, resource of information to deal with this, then lawyers will be less needed and, you know, the financial barrier to taking your case to court would be lessened as well. So I, I really like that. I thought that was a really useful uh, event, plus uh, the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund at cdevolution.org. Jason Talley from CD uh, Evolution was there. We got some of the Don't Take the Plea Deal flyers distributed out to the crowd, which, of course, you can go and get these for yourself at tools.freekeen.com. That's tools.freekeen.com. Freekeen's uh, JJ and I, we blog there. That's right. And the tools page is where you can go to actually download a PDF of this this flyer, which you can then print out. You can actually stamp it with your own local group information or modify it somehow. And Literally make sweet. Your own flyer. It's a nice flyer, and it encourages people to not take the plea deal, like Bob. Because he didn't take that plea deal, made it so that he uh, he was able to stay honorable with himself, and it also led to a lot of other positive uh, developments as well down the road. Uh, but more coming up here at 800-259-9231. More about the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Plus, we've got the founder of the Free State Project coming to talk to us in moments. You already know that you can support Free Talk Live and the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund by starting your Amazon or New Egg shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. But did you know that you can also spend bitcoins at Amazon or Newegg? That's right. Start your Amazon or Newegg shopping at spendbitcoins.com, and you can buy just about anything with bitcoins. So if you're using fiat currency, start all your shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. But when you want to spend bitcoins, start all your bitcoin shopping at spendbitcoins.com. That's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. We're here live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival, Porkfest 2011. Uh, you can come to Porkfest or go to porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com, and you can learn more about this event. You can learn about past Porkfests and see pictures. And Of course, pictures are already going up all over Facebook of uh, what's been going on here this year. And inevitably, this is such a huge and successful event. There will be another one. Uh, those dates have not yet been announced, but when they are, I will certainly let you know so you can lock in your campsite as early as possible. You're going to want to do that. As this event continues to get more popular, it's going to get more difficult. There was one guy that said he had to camp at a, a campsite down uh, some sort of campground down the road. Apparently, wow. there's another campground down the road because uh, it's, just full. it's just getting pretty busy here. Uh, so it's it's an incredibly popular event. Maybe about a thousand people going to be here throughout the entire week. Uh, it's a great time, and we're glad to be here every single year broadcasting live, as we will continue to do so throughout the week here. Uh, and we'll keep bringing you interesting folks uh, from around the festival, people to talk to who we've talked to before, as well as people we've never even met before, because there's always new faces at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. I remember uh, every year, usually the question is asked in front of a fairly large group of people, how many people are here for the first time? And it's usually about half of the audience yep. that is here for the for the first time, uh, which is just absolutely fantastic. Uh, Jason Sorens is with us right now. He is the founder, the guy who originally came up with the idea of the Free State Project, the concept of bringing like-minded, liberty-oriented people together uh, to uh, one place. Uh, the, at the time when it was created, the New Hampshire hadn't been chosen yet. There were 10 candidate states, uh, all of them with under 1.5 million population. And then there was a vote 
once the Free State Project reached 5,000 members, the first 5,000 members were given the opportunity to vote on which state that they thought was the best option. New Hampshire ran away with the votes. Uh, it overwhelmingly won, and I think for good reason, because the people that were advocating for New Hampshire, they just did a better job of selling New Hampshire than did anyone else. They came up with 101 reasons to move to New Hampshire. That was published in there was this like booklet that went out with all the voting uh, you know, to everybody that was going to vote. They all got information about each of the 10 different states. New Hampshire knocked it out of the park, and it won. And it's uh, people have been moving here ever since. The early movers have been moving because Jason Sorens, your original concept was to get to 20,000 signers first and then have those people have a five-year window in which to move to New Hampshire. Things changed, haven't they? That's right. Uh, a lot of people have been moving already, uh, which we didn't anticipate. And a lot of people have been uh, getting active and having a big influence on, uh, on the state of New Hampshire already. Thank goodness, too, because uh, that influence is making it easier to bring people on board. What happened with the, uh, with the membership was it skyrocketed before 5,000. Once the state was chosen, dropped off a cliff. Now, why that happened, I don't know. I think that's subject to speculation. Do you have any idea? Well, uh, it was a PR mistake, I think, to uh, choose the state so long before we got to 20,000 um, or to have such a high threshold, 20,000, uh, when we don't really need 20,000 people here. But uh, Right, because the effects are being had already. That's um, right. So with a few hundred movers. Yeah. The, the, I mean, the, the thing was, uh, in 2003, in the lead-up to this vote, we were getting press in every one of the states that was under consideration. Mm -hmm. So, you mm -hmm. know, we were doing TV interviews all the time. Um, our vice president was on national TV. We don't really have that kind of thing anymore. We're starting to get it back now that people are, are, are witnessing what's happening, now that uh, uh, the, the state Democratic Party is sending out press releases saying that free staters have taken, taken over. over. We're ruining yeah. New Hampshire, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. I wish we could get another one of those press right. releases. Just, just pile right. those th things yeah. in every week. <laughs> and the Ron Paul campaign sure won't hurt either. Um, you know, Hampshire's uh, no, position will, will help. But, you know, what, what you think it would have um, happened more quickly if it, say, the threshold had been 15,000 instead of, say, 5,000? Yeah, I think, uh, I think we'd have kept getting that media attention all the way up to the vote, and uh, people have had reasons to sign up. Now, whether all those people would have been... Uh, potential movers or not is another question. But, of but it's course, a good thing it didn't work out that way yeah. because, well, I mean, maybe it would have uh, kept going. Maybe the, uh, the sign-ups would have kept going at a steady rate, but maybe they wouldn't have, and then we'd all be sitting here waiting to figure out what the state is, and it would be you know, 2011, and we'd still be in Florida, and who knows what would be going on with the, the freedom movement as a result. So it worked well, out it, how it worked out, and yeah. now we're here, and there are hundreds of people that have already made the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. The current numbers are over... Almost 11,000, not quite over, but almost 11,000 uh, that have signed up to make the move. And obviously, we're encouraging people to make the move early, sooner rather than later. If you don't, I mean, there's no reason to wait unless you have to tie up strings and sell houses and businesses and such. But get on up here and get active because right now, with just a few hundred people, there have been huge advancements. Uh, that have been made, at least from my perspective. I mean, on the overall scheme of things, you know, government it, hasn't been slashed back or anything wasn't like that. It, what, what was it, an 8% or 18% uh, cut in the b state budget? That just I thought he said it was a 12%. 12%? I'm sorry. I, you know, I, I, call me an exaggerator. Uh, you know, 12% cut in the state budget by the, um, you know, the state and the House and the Senate in this state. That's, a, that's huge. And that I was mean, led look by around the, the country. What state has cut its budget by 12%? Yeah, and that was led by the uh, the liberty-oriented uh, people that have been elected thus far. I mean, we've already had a dozen people who are free staters 
uh, elected to the state house. So political success, civil disobedience that's just unheard of for the liberty movement. Uh, it's, it's the most well-rounded liberty movement out there, and there's just nothing that can compete with it because all the best activists from different places are coming here. We were talking with a guy last night from Florida who uh, had a kind of a similar experience as I did. You know, he worked his butt off on political campaigns down in Florida, and now he's up here and he's like, there's 3,000 people in a, in a political district. This is going to be a piece of cake uh, to do uh, campaigning. You can actually go and literally physically knock on everyone's door in the, in the district, unlike Florida, where you know, you're dealing with 100,000 people. So it's just a completely different world. Yeah, I mean, it's making uh, international news, too. I mean, libertarians all over the world know that New Hampshire is the place to be. Everyone wants to come and see what's going on here. Um, so at, at least come and check it out. That's what I would Tell say. me about this Mercatus stu uh, study. You know, it's some sort of uh, freedom index, 50 states. You and uh, some other folks compared the freedom between the states in the United States. There have been economic indexes of freedom uh, in the world. I think the Heritage Foundation does one. Uh, the Free the World organization also does one. And Hong Kong usually takes, uh, takes the award year after year. United States kind of faltering around 8th to 13th place, depending on what year you look at and, and uh, which study you look at. But within the United States, there's a lot of variety as far as how free the different areas are, and you guys have broken it down. What did you learn? Well, what we learned is that um, economic and personal freedom um, are different uh, in, in certain ways. Uh, some states do well on economic freedom. Some states do well on personal freedom. And we found that, um, but we, we found that Americans actually like freedom, which we were sort of surprised by. When we started this study, we wanted to see which states were closer to um, – you know, our point of view, which is forthrightly pro-freedom, um, you know, in favor of allowing individuals to do what they want with their own lives, liberty, and possessions. Um, and, and we wanted to see how close states came to that ideal. What we didn't expect to find uh, was that Americans are actually moving to states that have more freedom. And mm -hmm. that is what we found. With both personal and economic freedom, If the less free you are, uh, the more people are moving out of your state. And the, and the that hasn't are, changed, right? I mean, that's why people moved here in the first place, was to get away from what they considered tyranny elsewhere. Yeah, what's odd is that uh, Americans don't always vote that way, right? When right. they vote for politicians. Right. And when it comes to voting with their feet, when it actually comes down to their own lifestyles, their own putting their own money on the well, line. I mean, how well, can you vote for a politician that believes in freedom? Most of them don't. So they probably feel pretty uh, well, frustrated. I, by I that. suspect they, they like the, uh, the ideas of good things. So, yeah, yeah, give us some of that health care. Everybody should have health care. But then when they live in the state that has, um, you know, has that free health care or whatever, uh, you know, Massachusetts, they realize, wow, this is kind of crappy. And people over, you know, next door, they've got things better. I think I'll move over next door. I can, you know, life can be a little bit better there. The question is, can you stop them from uh, repeating the cycle, which is to vote for, you know, the crappy policies that create the crappy state? And I think that takes education. Yeah, it definitely does. And, I, you know, this is the, the problem of rational ignorance. Voters uh, generally don't inform themselves about public policies because, hey, it's a, you know, I get to vote. I get to express my opinion. And, yes, it affects hundreds of millions of people, but... Eh, I'm, I'm not bearing the costs of my vote. It's hundreds of millions of mm. people bearing the costs of my vote. So, um, so that's that's what happens. You know, uh, ignorant votes get cast. But when it comes to your own lifestyle, uh, the the kind of place that you want to live in, uh, people prefer freedom. So, what was the freest state in the Mercatus uh, study from 2011? The freest state was New Hampshire, believe it or not. By how, how, how much of a margin? I mean, was there a real close runner-up or, or what? South Dakota was very close. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, when, when New Hampshire came out number one, 
uh, my co-author and I actually said uh, to each other, oh, shoot, we wish New Hampshire had not come out number one mm. because now people are going to think that, that this study is biased. That was uh, my next question. That's right. Right. Like New you have a bias towards New Hampshire, but I would like to point out that you live in New York right now, and it came out 50th. So um, <laughs> what, how, much, how much of this is bias? Uh, none of it, I, I don't think, because we just ran the numbers, and New Hampshire came out first, and we thought, can we can we actually make New Hampshire not come out first? And we thought, oh no, that that would be that would be unscientific. That would be wrong to do. Jason Sorens, thanks for coming up here and talking with us. Uh, the Free State Project, founder of the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. Hour two's next. Plenty of time for you and your thoughts about what you want. Plus, we'll talk about looters. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous SuperTuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your SuperTuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live, launching into the second hour of this edition of the program as we're here live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2011 edition at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. The view is spectacular, but the people are even better. Uh, it's meeting the minds of the liberty movement, the people who are getting out there and getting active and uh, doing what it takes to achieve liberty in our lifetime. They are some of the nicest, most honorable people that uh, you'll ever meet Everybody seems to get along pretty well uh, with one another, with the exception of maybe a few uh, personality conflicts. Uh, everything is uh, is uh, generally A-OK here at the uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, with the exception, uh, one of the exceptions being, I guess, the threat uh, issued last night by the Liquor Commission against some folks for allegedly selling alcohol without a permit. Uh, apparently, from what I understand, people have not backed down. They are continuing to vend whatever it is they damn well feel like vending, and they're not asking for any permission. We gave the bureaucrats' phone number out last night uh, on the air, the one that works with the Liquor, liquor Commission. Well, he asked for phone calls from the people that were uh, selling alcohol, so we figured we'd give him calls from people that uh, just wanted him to leave us alone. And so I called this guy and left a message. Of course, he's not answering his phone. I called last night during one of the breaks to uh, say, hey, you know, I, I run this radio show. We're on 100-plus radio stations sure would like to interview you about why it is you're threatening peaceful people uh, who've not harmed anyone else. And uh, yeah, go ahead and give me a call back. We'll talk to you. Uh, he hasn't called back. And from what I understand, he hasn't called anybody back. Maybe it was uh, the way you phrased it. Well, that's what exactly is happening. I mean, he's threatening peaceful people. So I'm not going to candy coat that. He needs to hear it. Like, it was like what Bob Constantine said today during his presentation uh, about how he went to jail for 60 days, allegedly, for growing marijuana. Uh, he would tell these guards, look, what you're doing is wrong. I know you're just doing your job, and you've got your reasons and your excuses for doing it. You need a paycheck. You, uh, you know, you got food on your table for your family. You've got your reasons, but it's wrong, and they need to hear that. So I don't think there's anything wrong with calling this bureaucrat and saying, hey, cut it out. Leave peaceful people alone. You're, you're hurting people. Stop. 
Because if enough people did that on a regular basis, they would, they would, I think, back down. I mean, who wants to deal with answering or who wants to deal with getting to work in the morning and having their voicemail filled by angry people? Who wants that? I can't imagine too many people do. Yeah. So that's why we've seen some of these phone campaigns have been very successful, whether it's happening here in New Hampshire or it's nationwide. Uh, like, for instance, as I was on my way up here, the situation in Orlando is continuing to develop. And what I, from what I understand, somebody else was arrested this week in Orlando for feeding the homeless. Uh, I saw some of the Orlando folks here today, so maybe we'll get to pull one of them in uh, to give us an update on that. But people are feeding hungry folks down in a park in Orlando, and uh, these cops are coming in and making arrests, and they're arresting people for feeding hungry. It's just crazy what's happening. It's all ha- happening under the watchful gaze of a statue of Gandhi uh, as well. I mean, just to add uh, fuel to the fire or insult to injury. And, uh, you know, there was a calling campaign on Monday that started Monday. It's lasting all week where people were encouraged to call the Orlando mayor's office and let them know how they feel. Stop this. Stop hurting peaceful people. Why are you doing this? I don't care if it's the law. You don't have to enforce it. You don't have to. There's no obligation on your part as an executive branch to actually enforce the laws that the legislature passes. The theory was that the uh, the executive branch would be a check on the legislature, that if the legislature passed some nonsense law, the executive branch would say, well, that's a bunch of crap. We're just not going to enforce that one. But they don't uh, usually play it that way unless it's beneficial to them to uh, to not enforce it. And in the case of the war on drugs, for instance, they continue on enforcing that because they get all kinds of money out of it. Now, speaking of legislation, uh, we're here in New Hampshire where about a dozen free staters, people that have moved here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project to get active to achieve more liberty in our lifetime, have been elected within the last year to state house positions. Before that, there were maybe three or four. So we're, we're see, we've seen an increase already. And every year, more. Every two years is when the election years, happens. Yes, and so every election season, there have been more uh, elected. Mar- uh, one of those uh, legislators is uh, sitting here with us tonight. His name is Mark Warden. And if you listened to the show before, you probably heard his advertisements. Because he's not just a legislator, unlike in a lot of states where being a legislator is a full-time uh, position. You get paid full full salary, like over $100,000 a year. Mark, uh, lean on in real close to that microphone there and let us know what uh, is your paycheck when it comes to being a, a New Hampshire State House legislator. Oh, hang on a second. Try again. Okay. I'm a little embarrassed to say this, but here in New Hampshire, the state legislators make a the whopping salary of $100 a year. Wow. So you're so in it for the money. Yeah, we're definitely in it for the money. And the, <laughs> is it the power, the prestige, the, the girls? What, I mean, what, what is it? It's none of the above. Uh, <laughs> I, actually, I don't know why. After doing it now for several months, uh, I'm rethinking the whole whole plan. Really? But no, actually, we've been very successful over this uh, past six months with uh, so many free state project members and other libertarian-leaning uh, conservative legislators. In fact, just yesterday, there was a historic vote in the House, and um, the state legislature passed a budget cut of over a billion dollars. So compared to the previous biennium, this budget went down a little over $1 billion. It's the largest That's huge. decrease in state budget since World War II. You know, I wonder about this. Since World War II, there was a larger uh, decrease in the state budget, more than 12% prior to World War II. I mean, is that just how far back somebody checked? I I can't imagine a state budget ever being cut that much. Actually, no. Over the last uh, several decades, it had only been reduced one time. By 1%. By 1%. Yeah. 
So yeah. this is a huge, huge uh, victory, I'd say, for taxpayers and for those who want limited government. All right. I didn't think of this question last night. We were interviewing another uh, liberty-oriented state rep, Seth Cohn, last night, and he was telling us about this. And it's definitely something worth bragging about. But I just realized that uh, this probably needs to be signed by the so-called governor, right? So, I mean, just because you passed it doesn't mean it's going to go through, right? Yeah, it's a good point, Ian. Yeah, he still has the opportunity to uh, veto it over what the next five days. What happens if he vetoes that? Then we'll have to pass a continuing resolution to keep the government funded. You know, do I, you have personally, to? I, I might vote against that. Right, because if <laughs> you say, don't do I'd that, I'd say shut them down. But isn't that what will happen if you don't yeah. if you don't get the budget done? There'll be a shutdown. Is that uh, how theoretically, works? no. We no? would immediately pass an emergency in emergency session a continuing resolution at a fraction of the current budget. Let's say eighty percent of the current budget. Okay, and then it would go back to the committee of conference and the House and Senate. Committees will work together until they come up with a number. But I, I'm uh, excited that number actually might go lower than it currently is, and the governor knows that. So, so you're saying I'm if it, he's going to pass it. So, point of, let me clarify this. You're saying that if the governor doesn't pass this 12% cut budget, over a billion dollars cut out of it, that it may come back to be a 15% cut. I mean, is that what you're you're saying? Yeah, theoretically, yes. And I, I, I would definitely support that sort of cut. You know, I, I wonder. I'm I'm in support of, of both of these ideas, but it, it seems like you got to kind of you know work people into the idea of less government in their lives. And you know, if you make too big of a cut too quickly, I think it can be, have a real backlash. Well, it's all in message, right? That's the big part of politics is how you do, how you educate people and twist your message. So over the last four years, previous to this year, the state budget increased by 24 percent. So we're wow. saying, hey, 11% cut, that's not even half of what the previous Democratic-led legislatures uh, put into place. So, so you're only this, really rolling it back to 2007 levels or something like that, right? Yeah, exactly. So this, this is literally two steps uh, forward, one step back mm -hmm. what we're doing in ways of spending. Now, there has been some blowback. I mean, as you guys propose cuts like this, inevitably people come out of the woodwork to say, well, wait a minute, what about the sick? What about the hungry? What about uh, the bureaucrats who need to feed their families? I mean, don't you, can't you show compassion for those folks? Mm -hmm. this, <laughs> wow, so you're, asking, you're asking the wrong person. Well, Apparently that's a shame not. because this is an issue that libertarian, liberty-minded people really need to be able to address is being able to, to uh, couch issues about cutting government in a compassionate manner. I mean, if somebody comes to you and says, what about the sick? You've got to have an answer for that. This is the great challenge, absolutely, is massaging the message so that we get it out. And under, people need to understand that the budget is still over $10 billion for two years. Uh, it's an amazing amount of spending for a relatively small population state of about $1.3 billion. But what you're talking about so doing is leaving old people million. out on the streets, Mark. No, <laughs> no, we're not, Ian. There's, there's a way for charity and private organizations to take care of those people. And actually, the majority of budget expenditures are spent on middle management and overhead and salaries and pensions, not on the people that actually receive the benefits. Good point there. All right. Thanks, Mark Warden. Appreciate it. As always, 800-259-9231. You can take control of these airwaves. Bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com slash LC9. 
the Ruger LC9. Compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP. Features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high visibility three dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9. Another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com slash LC9. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything that's on your mind. 1-800-259-9231. We're broadcasting from the Porcupine Freedom Festival, the 2011 edition here, of course, as always, take your phone calls about anything. But we also have interesting people here uh, in our audience uh, to which we can uh, speak uh, regarding all kinds of things, whatever it is they do that uh, is helping advance the ideas of liberty. Uh, and, of course, there's a lot of people here that are doing different things that's one of the greatest things about this movement is you get involved in the liberty movement and you do whatever it is you think is most appropriate. So whether that means doing uh, politics like Mark Warden, who we just spoke with a moment ago, or doing civil disobedience, there's going to be, I believe, a civil disobedience panel tomorrow or the next day. I'll have to check the schedule and I don't have it handy. If anybody in the audience has one of those maps that they have handy, I used to have one here, but I think someone walked away with it. Uh, I would appreciate being able to have one of those. It's the easiest thing to read because there's a lot happening uh, no, that's not the map. Looking for a map. Thank you very much. There's a lot happening here at, uh, at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and it is just, it's almost overwhelming uh, how much stuff there is going on here tonight. But right now, it's actually a uh, 100 affiliate celebration here at our studio. For Free Talk Live, we're on 105 uh, affiliates now. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Jason Osborne from SACL CAI, one of our longest running and most, uh, I guess, supportive advertisers over time, has come here. He's brought his party to the – because wherever Jason goes, that's where the party is. He's brought himself and the party to this, uh, this room. He's got free alcohol in the back of the room. He's also giving out really cool uh, these frosted shot glasses with a 100 FTL logo yeah. to celebrate – uh, and the SACL CAI logo to celebrate uh, the Free Talk Live reaching 100 affiliates, which is very cool. It's in, indeed. Uh, Osborne knows how to throw a party. There is uh, there, there ain't no party like an Osborne party, and it's really great to to see these uh, one these shot glasses with the big 100 on it, FTL underneath. It's got the uh, the FTL logo with the wings. Uh, looks like uh, kind of like the the badges that pilots wear, and it's it it makes me feel really good to see this. Yeah, it's really my sharp. wife and I took a tiny itty. Itty bitty shots uh, before we came on the air just to uh, be able to toast making 100. And it's pork fest. You can, you can get away with that here. So uh, apologies for the uh, the bad audio. I'm trying to uh, make sure that works uh, right. 800-259-9231. Uh, that is the number here. Of course, we'll continue also talking with folks around the studio. But uh, in addition to that, there's news uh, worthy of being discussed. And I saw this story, I think, over at freetalklive.com, where you can actually control the content of the website. When you find something online that you think is interesting, you want to share that with our other listeners. Uh, maybe it's a YouTube video or a news article or a blog post or something. Then you just submit it as show prep to freetalklive.com, 
At that point, other listeners can then vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestion, and the most liked make it to the front page in the top of the site. So I believe this well, that's where I found this, but it's been sitting in my show prep for a few days because, well, we're at Porkfest, we don't have much time to do show prep, and we don't have much time to get to any of the show prep because there's always interesting people here to talk to. But this is a short one from the Joplin situation. As you may recall, a few weeks back, there was huge devastation in the town or city, small city of uh, Joplin, Missouri, where I think approximately 75% of the city was destroyed destroyed by, I believe, what was an F5 class uh, tornado. That's the biggest tornado that they have classifications for. This is a huge yeah. uh, tornado, incredibly destructive. And at one point, this guy called in to say, well, I couldn't help but notice that uh, in Joplin, Missouri, everything is fine. There's no looting. Everything's cool. Everyone's getting along. But over in New Orleans, now he didn't say this part, where there's black people, he didn't say that part, but it was basically implied. Uh, that, that was uh, the impression I got. Um, right. You know, I, he he would he he really harped on the point. He began to repeat himself, and that's the only thing yeah. he wanted to talk about. And it did seem like he was take, taking a stand that uh, sort of you know middle America is so much better than yeah. the, the you know the the urban areas. Right. Look at how look at how Joplin works together. They're all helpful and everything's cool. But in it's New like Orleans, a, it's like a giant Methodist Day picnic there in Joplin after the disaster. Yeah. So I mean, we took that guy and tore him up because it's uh, what he was saying just on its face was nonsense. The reason why Joplin was different from New Orleans was not because people are black in New Orleans, but because the people in New Orleans had been ordered to evacuate. And the reason why safety exists in society isn't because the police are around. It's because people are a check on one another. The, the regular people that are around in any given society are the people that keep crime from occurring. It's the business owners and the homeowners that are armed and willing to defend themselves and defend their property and their families that's what keeps crime from happening. That's what keeps looters from coming into a store. So when you've got people who are regular folks, regardless of their color, when you've got people who are regular folks who've been kicked out of their properties, kicked out of the area, then you've got open season for looters because the police can't be everywhere at once. And in many cases in New Orleans, it was the police who were doing the looting. So I can't say... Well, I just want to jump in, and I think that there's a, there's a finer point to be made here. It's not just homeowners willing to uh, defend their property. It's, in fact, dogs. Um, a house with a dog is uh, seven times less likely to be uh, burglarized. Yeah, but a lot of businesses don't have dogs. That I mean, much so, is true. So that's, it's, it's, it's a matter of human beings uh, being Human there beings generally own dogs. And being present. So that those are, would be extensions of human beings then. So it would uh, be the, the human presence, not the police presence, that keeps people safe. And here is more proof of what we are saying. Fox14TV.com reports that three firefighters have been fired. Now, anybody that's listened to this show before knows that it's pretty difficult or paid attention to government bureauc uh, bureaucracy. You know it's pretty difficult to fire a bureaucrat. I mean, a bureaucrat really has to step over the line in a serious manner before some of their administrators are actually going to consider firing them. Yeah, it's, a, it's, too, it's too much of a problem to deal with their union. And what do the managers get out of the deal? Right. So you have to say, okay, well, what do these guys do to deserve getting fired? Well, guess what? The, uh, in fact, not only are they firing those three firefighters, they're putting the chief on administrative leave while an investigation is underway into the looting of Joplin businesses on the night of the May 22nd tornado. 
In a statement from the Baxter Springs Mayor Jennifer Bingham, she says the city of Baxter Springs upholds a zero-tolerance policy and that they will stand united against any such behavior. It's unclear yet whether the three unnamed firefighters were on duty at the time of the looting. Notice that they're just getting fired. If you got picked up for looting, it doesn't matter what your job is, you'd be charged. Correct. And As a matter point, of fact, they would display you in front of the world to make an example of you. You can't loot. These people are having a terrible time. What an awful person this, this is. They're bureaucrats. They're unnamed. And you're correct, Mark. At this point, the Joplin authorities have not yet filed charges against the three firefighters. So there's not a lot of uh, detail here, and uh, I don't see any video. Like in New Orleans, there was enough cameras around where they actually caught these cops on video uh, doing the looting. But it's just another example here of how it is that, look, the people looting in Joplin were the government bureaucrats. Those were the people that were stealing from businesses in Joplin, Missouri, during the, uh, the night of the tornado. So what more do you need to say about these people? You know, I find it stunning. Um, you know, firefighters benefit from this, whole, this, the, the, this persona that they are, you know, heroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are the giants among men walking among us and, uh, you know, with stoicism, uh, charging forward into the fires to protect us from all this trouble. And, the, and these guys, uh, you know, just acting like jerks. So there you go, 800-259-9231. If you've got a business or a home, you don't have much to fear from your neighbors, but you certainly do if they're government bureaucrats. 1-800-259-9231. They believe they're above the law, and in most cases, they're absolutely right. You can take control here, 800-259-9231. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live, live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2011. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Juicy Juice, 100% juice, providing a full serving of fruit in every four ounces. Visit us at JuicyJuice.com. When it comes to nutrition, kids need both fruits and vegetables every day to stay healthy and grow. For the ideal mix, your kids should have at least one and a half cups of any veggie or 100% veggie juice and one cup of any fruit or 100% fruit juice a day. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash Your Family Today. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features there for free, including listening options, broadband, and dial-up streams are there for you, uh, and you can enjoy those around the clock. The latest episode of the show is running all the time at listen.freetalklive.com. Plus, you get details on the 105 great affiliates that we have, radio stations all across the country. That information is there, plus details about our listening options on satellite uh, radio, including XM, as well as our free-to-air KU band channel. Uh, in addition to that, our, uh, we've also got listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance to listen in that way, plus our webcam, which is no good right now. The cam, you can still get audio from it, but there's no webcam here at Rogers Campground because we're... Not in our regular studio. We could bring a webcam with us, but it wouldn't do any good because the Internet connection here is bogged down and almost useless. It'd be more Uh, frustrating than than it would be worth. Yeah, absolutely. It wouldn't be watchable. I mean, it wouldn't. Maybe you get like a frame a minute uh, or something like that. It'd be horrible. So, uh, but anyway, you can go to cam.freetalklive.com normally and watch the show being produced from our Keene, New Hampshire studios. If you regularly take prescription medications of any sort, whether it's uh, birth control or some kind of uh, depression medication or 
heart drugs, blood pressure, those kind of things, you can get those medications at up to 70% off, and you can get them delivered right to your door. All you have to do is go to meds.freetalklive.com. Right there, it's, uh, you connect to Discount Prescription Services. You can click Become a Member on the left-hand side of the page and go through their online process. Or there's an 800 number on the page. Call them up, leave a message if it's after hours, if it's during hours. Uh, their customer service is excellent. They'll walk you through every step of the way. They do third-party certification as far as uh, their drugs to make sure that there's, there's no uh, counterfeits or anything like that. And you'll save big time. It's meds.freetalklive.com. All right, so 800-259-9231. We're here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. All kinds of interesting folks uh, to talk to here. And Corey Moore has joined us on the third microphone. Lean right in close uh, to that thing there, as you likely know, considering you do your own uh, radio program. You do the voice of radical dissent at vordshow.com. It's a once-a-week uh, podcast and live uh, live program over at lrn.fm. But vordshow, vordshow.com is where people can go to hear you. This is your first time in New Hampshire, Corey. Welcome. Thank you for having me on. Well, it's always good to uh, it's always good to talk to you. Uh, so tell me, you came up here from Ohio. Is that your native uh, state? Yeah, I live in uh, northeast Ohio uh, near the Cleveland area. And what do you think? I mean, this is now, what, you've been here for about a day at this point, 24 hours? It's absolutely amazing. It's more than I could expect. You know, you're just meeting great people out here. Everyone here has just been so friendly and kind and nice and you know, it's just a real community. I, I feel as if, you know, we could just succeed off right here at Porkfest <laughs> and just stay here all the time, you know, and have our own little liberty community. Well, essentially, I mean, <laughs> essentially we have succeeded uh, here at Porkfest because nobody here is begging permission to act like a free person. I mean, they're just doing whatever it is that they want to. So if they want to set up a booth and sell food, they're doing it without asking permission or selling alcohol or, or whatever. A lot of uh, disobedience is essentially going on. And People are, are acting like free people, and when you get enough people together to act like free people, you might as well have seceded at that point. Secession is just a political uh, solution. You know? I just worked for four hours down at the Stone, which is one of the restaurants here, you know, uh, tax-free, mm -hmm. and I'm not planning on uh, paying those. Oh, so you actually uh, you were employed by uh, one of the restaurants? Yeah. Very cool. What did they have you doing, washing dishes or something? Uh, serving. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. So, uh, so big community, the first time ever in New Hampshire, good impression. Absolutely great impression. You know, it makes me want to move here sooner. When are you moving? Um, you know, I don't know yet. I was uh, going to go through school, but I'm considering dropping it at this point. But We've uh, got schools here. Well, yes, uh, <laughs> it costs too much, and yeah. I'm not getting the education that I need. I mean, I want to do what you guys are doing. Uh, you are how successful you are, and, I mean, you barely went to school. I don't know about Mark. But... Yeah, I, uh, what I learned in school, I yeah, had I went to actually... prison. Well, I, actually, <laughs> I had to unlearn what I learned in school when I went to community college, and I can't see how going to school longer than that would have been any, any way helpful to me. Like you're saying, it's very expensive. A lot of people end up getting out of college these days with huge debt loads, and they don't end up getting a job in the area in which they're trained. Right. So it's like, what good was this for you? You've got to know what you want to do. And focus, if you want to be a lawyer, you want to be an engineer, you want to be a doctor, obviously college is the place to go. But if you're going to college because, well, everybody in my family's gone to college. Someone told me I needed a degree. Right. You know, I, it sounds like 13th grade to me. It's a big waste of money then. Yeah. I think, um, I can't remember, the National Inflation, uh, Inflation Institute or something like that, they made a video called The College Conspiracy, which you can see on YouTube. And it, uh, it pretty much explains how it's a whole big scam. 
And I think that's yeah. a big inspiration of why I feel like I should, you know, drop out and just pursue my career. It's a it's a scam with an incredibly successful uh, rate of, you know, duping people, right? I mean, because there are so many people in society who believe in this scam. You know, they have been sold this bill of goods that college is necessary, that if you want to be successful, you've got to go to college, son. You'll make more money than the average high school graduate. You'll make a million dollars more over your life. I mean, there's all kinds of these sales pitches that they have. And that's what these guys are, these college recruiters. They're just salesmen. They just want you to buy their product. Now, there's nothing wrong with salesmen necessarily, but sometimes the product they're pitching sucks. Right. And uh, the salesman doesn't think so and doesn't want you to think so. And they're not going to give you the full spectrum, the full uh, honest statement about how it is that 90-plus uh, percent of college graduates don't get a job in the area in which they have a degree. They won't give you the information about how it is that that, uh, that big money that they like to tantalize you with actually is let's see that's the average the college average college graduate makes what was it like a million dollars the question like right it's some number like that that a college graduate will make over their lifetime a million dollars more than the uh, somebody who doesn't go to college but the question is is the kind of person that can finish college is that the kind of person that will make more money and but also the average is brought up by people who are incredibly wealthy that uh that you know they're making a lot of money after college doctors and people like that that brings the average amount of money that's made up as compared to the you know the young person that gets out of college with a liberal arts degree and right. ends up waiting tables for the rest of her life. Yeah. So, the, so what what's the reality of people who uh, who end up getting out of college? And uh, what about people that know how to save their money? And what about people that are willing to uh, to learn a skill or a trade? Uh, it's just it's just so hard to to factor all these things in together as though you'll be the average. What if you're above average? I mean, if you're above if you're above the average college student uh, as far as your intelligence and your ability to stick to it and to get out there and put yourself out in the marketplace, then you'll probably have far more success than the average college student because those people aren't trained to be entrepreneurs. They're trained to get a job, plug into a system, and work it for their entire life. Now, I will say that going to college has given me a great opportunity to uh, meet up with people and network and what have you, especially in the liberty movement. We have a growing libertarian group on campus. We do a lot of great work. Uh, we were nominated for Event of the Year for, uh, from Students for Liberty, which is an uh, organization dedicated to spreading the word of liberty on campuses. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I can't discount what I've done so far. As I feel as if you know, I've done some good. I've got the message out there. People are starting to understand it. Our group is growing. But, you know, it, it is frustrating, and you bring this point up a lot about moving the keen or to just New Hampshire in general. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's just like butting your head against the wall to get 20 people into a room to agree on anything. And I'm coming here. There's a 1,000 people here that just uh, agree with me, and it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice feeling. And uh, Suddenly, so, you're not the weird one. Yes, exactly. Right. Uh, so, again, back to uh, – real quick, back to the issue of college and how much it costs. The other factor with this idea of making more money – is that a lot of these people that get out of college, they might be making more, but they're servicing debt. And so if you're paying $1,500 a month in debt payments, as I've heard some college uh, graduates are paying. It's incredible numbers. That I can't afford to pay that kind of uh, money in, in debt payments, and I don't know who can straight out of college. I mean, that's, that's crazy amounts of, uh, of debt that if you're paying debt, you're not able to build your wealth. You're paying into that system. You're paying into enrich those scam artists that you were talking about before. So I'm, I'm a huge critic of college, although I agree with Mark. You know, there are clearly some careers where it's a requirement. You just have to have a degree, in which case, make sure you know exactly what you're getting into before you jump into that world. Uh, Corey, thanks again for coming in here tonight. Board Show, Voice of Radical Descent, V-O-R-D. 
show.com is where people can go to hear more of you. Yeah, thank you very much. Hey, appreciate it. Glad you're having a good time at Porkfest. It is a great time here. He's not exaggerating, and it does give you hope for uh, the future of liberty in our lifetime. 800-259-9231. We're here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, the 2011 edition. You can go to porkfest.com to learn more. There's more free talk live coming up. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Juicy Juice, 100% juice, providing a full serving of fruit in every four ounces. Visit us at JuicyJuice.com. When it comes to nutrition, kids need both fruits and vegetables every day to stay healthy and grow. For the ideal mix, your kids should have at least one and a half cups of any veggie or 100% veggie juice and one cup of any fruit or 100% fruit juice a day. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash Your Family Today. This is Free Talk Live. We are here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, 2011 edition. Beautiful white mountains of New Hampshire. Oh, they look pretty green at the moment. Well, they are covered in uh, covered in trees right now. Don't worry, they get white later. Yeah, and no doubt about it. It's just absolutely spectacular to be here, uh, surrounded by the natural beauty, but also hundreds of like-minded, liberty-oriented people. Porkfest.com is where you can go to learn more. Uh, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T. Dot com And it's not too late to get up here. There's still more to come this weekend. Uh, the party continues. The fun continues. The family events uh, continue coming up here tomorrow. Uh, actually, yeah, let's see. Tomorrow for the for families, you've got a craft tent. You've got the uh, playground romp, little kids Olympics, a scavenger hunt. Man, yeah. that is always fun stuff when you're uh, when you're a kid. And so those are just a few of the things that are going on. Of course, the humans versus zombies game continues until it's over, until the last human stands after all of the rest of the humans have been changed uh, over into uh, to zombies. Plus, uh, over at the uh, the Free Keen Pavilion, there are going to be breakfast with a guy uh, with uh, Jamie Crane from Wheels Off Liberty, as well as uh, Stefan Molyneux. I wonder and- if he'll use a fork. <laughs> uh, Stefan Molyneux from Freedom Main Radio, who is just a you know brilliant uh, philosopher, and uh, Julian Heichlin will also be here. You may have heard of him if you've listened to the show before. Julian Heichlin is a man who is about 80 years old. I think he's 70 or 80 years, uh, 79 or 80 years old. He goes around from courthouse to courthouse, federal courthouse uh, to federal courthouse, and he gives out fully informed jurors. on a jury say not guilty regardless of what the evidence is and i think that we are having some sort of uh, technical difficulties here i don't know if uh, the fading music means that we're back i am presuming the fading music means we are back and the board operator is going to inform us you have to bear with us we are back uh bear with us here we are out in the woods of new hampshire and i'm glad we've had as stable a connection as we've had this is actually the first night we've actually had any dropouts during the show why do you think it's happening? I mean, this is a phone line. It's not like there's a weak signal or a bunch of people using it. I couldn't tell you, Mark. Okay. You're in the woods, and uh, communications are not the most reliable. So you're here. talking about some of the events going on here at, at Porkfest, and you know, there's a lot of things for families to do. There's a lot of uh, opportunities to, to meet and mingle with other liberty-loving individuals. 
And there's also some uh, speechifying and some panels uh, that are going on. And today I led the Made the Move uh, panel, which uh, you know gave people the opportunity to ask questions of people who've been in the state for a period of time, mm-hmm. what their experiences were like and things like that. I also got to see an uns- or, you know, uh, host, they call it, uh, you know, I really didn't do much, <laughs> but host an unschooling uh, panel where people talked about their experience doing this form of homeschooling where, uh, and there were homeschoolers up there too, I guess homeschooling and unschooling panel all at the same time, but uh, doing this uh, this form of homeschooling where they let the child direct the learning. In some cases, there's what they call radical un- homes, uh, unschooling where they the, the parents essentially don't get in the way of the child's mm-hmm. learning at all. Some kids will learn to read at three, and some kids will learn to read at 13. I think that's such a neat idea. And it is a neat idea. The suggestion that um, you know all kids need to be in the same grade, you know, all five-year-olds need to be together with five-year-olds, and that they need to learn, you know, what they need to learn at that time. That uh, that second graders need to learn addition, their addition tables in second grade. Right. To me, is is ludicrous. The idea that we we all know that everybody's a special snowflake. They'll teach you this in school, and then they tell you you've all got to learn the same, the same thing way. at the same time. Yep. And if you're smart, you got to wait around for the stupid kids to, to pick it yeah. up and if you're if you're dumb you're called dumb and you're put in the dumb class this is mm. crap and i think that uh, i think kids can really benefit from their parents taking a, a much much bigger role in their education ultimately parents are responsible so lots still to come as we mentioned i think michael bolden's going to be here tomorrow from the 10th amendment center they're doing the nullify now conferences across the country encouraging state government people to tell the federal government to go f off uh, and refuse to obey their uh, various different dictates. They're a little nicer than that about it, but taxes. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, really, really cool guy. That'll be uh, great to see him again. And uh, lots of uh, great uh, events here. There's more than I can possibly go over here because we've also got interesting people to uh, to talk with here tonight. And we've got a listener uh, who's sitting in with us here who has called the show a number of times in the past. He's been a longtime listener of Free Talk Live. First time in New Hampshire, if I'm not mistaken. It's Mike from Wisconsin. Uh, good evening, Mike. Hey, how's it going, guys? Um, it's just been an awesome experience uh, being here this week, and uh, it's lived up to ex- expectations for sure. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I just want to say something about the people that are here. Uh, yesterday, I went to take a shower, and I left my phone in the bathroom. Mm. And I came out, and you know, obviously, I'm like kind of freaking out. Oh, I left my cell phone up there. And went back. It wasn't there. So I go to Lost and Found, and it's there. You know, like an hour later, somebody yep. had turned it in already. I mean, that's, a, that's kind of people you have that yeah. are involved in this whole project. You know, it's a very, uh, it's just a great group of people. Yeah, this is an, uh, an intentional community of people who believe that morality is uh, an extremely important part of human interaction. Um, and, you know, unlike the real world out there where people think it's okay to, you know, teach your kids that as long as you're powerful enough, you're allowed to use force and violence to get your way. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you know, you need a government uh, bureaucrat to enforce, you know, somebody to return my cell phone. And, you know, it's a, it's a nice cell phone. I mean, it would have been. Sure. You know, so. Would have been I, easy for someone to just take it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, but, you know, like I said, I've been listening to Free Talk Live for about five years. And uh, when I started listening, uh, there was, I was in no way the same person I am today. Uh, you know, you guys. Who were you then? Uh, I was like pretty much a neocon Republican and mm. just. As I've been listening to you guys and other influences, I've switched over to a, like a vol- I would call myself a voluntarist today. It's fantastic. Uh, and so, how's uh, how are things in Wisconsin as far as the the movement is concerned? Um, well, not that great. I mean, uh, I'm from Lacrosse, Wisconsin, and I run a, a blog, LacrosseWatchdog.org, and 
I just try to highlight what's going on in uh, my locality and abuses of government. Uh, for instance, last fall, a friend of mine went to cover a political debate at a public university campus in La Crosse, and um, they have this no-camera policy. And uh, I knew about this before I went to the debate, and I thought, well, let's challenge this and see how far they're going to go with this. Mm -hmm. And so um, before the debate even started and before anybody pulled out a camera, uh, people knew I was going to be there to film. And a couple of cops approached me, and they wanted me to leave the room where the debate was taking place and go out and talk to them. I said, no, I'm not going to go with you guys. And, you know, I don't really talk to police without an attorney present. And as soon as I said that, uh, my friend pulled out his video camera to record this interaction that was going on. As soon as he did that, uh, two police officers grabbed his arms, dragged mm -hmm. him out of the room. He got disorderly conduct, resisting arrest charge. What happened with those What charges? happened with it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, about a month later, um, we went to uh, see uh, one of the district attorneys uh, in town. And right away, first couple minutes, he's like, you know, we have no uh, interest in pursuing these charges. You know, let's just make these go away. You know, huh. if, you, if you guys agree to, you know, not do this in the future. And, uh, you know, we were just like, well, you know, no, we're not going to really agree to that. But, you know, uh, <laughs> you could make the charges go away. <laughs> yeah, they made the charges go away. Um, but we're not making the issue go away. We're, we're going to pursue it. Uh, we're, we're talking to an attorney right now who's going to do some, some work for us pro bono. Um, we're going to see where that goes in the court system. You know, I don't have a lot of faith in that. But, you know, what we want to do is just make this uh, not never happen again. Where Are you talking we, about, like, suing for false arrest or something like that? Uh, well, what, possible it's going to be um, – uh, we're going to go possibly after I, – I can't say so much, a lot about the details of the case, sure. uh, attorney, client privilege, but um, just all I'll say is that we're, we're there's going to be some possible legal action going to be taking place soon. Um, well, yeah, clearly they know they did something wrong, right? I mean, if they if they are dropping the charges, it, that is an indicator that all they were doing was trying to get you and your friend out of there. Yeah, right? I mean, absolutely. And this uh, goes to the whole question of, like, what's legitimate media? They had this whole thing where uh, media that they made a contract with or something, they were allowed to film. But, mm -hmm. you know, our uh, my website, and we weren't allowed to do it. They claimed it was an FEC violation. Uh, part of their rules, uh, we contacted the FEC. Um, <laughs> They've never and, heard of that crap. <laughs> yeah, and we also did an investigation. Uh, we we uh, did a complaint with the police force, and they did an investigation on the case. They contacted the FEC, and the FEC claimed, uh, no, there's no rule such as this. There's no statute. So that whole thing was uh, I don't trust false. either of them. <laughs> right, yeah, no, neither do I. Uh, but it was just... Um, Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. You know, it was a great uh, it was a great experience, I guess. You know, to stand up for something and yeah. to and you know these video the whole the whole idea of videotaping your government. Uh, after that happened, I got in, involved in trying to sell hidden video cameras and stuff, and so I sell this like uh, keychain camera and I try to get it out to activists. Um, I love that keychain camera. Mark's got one, I think, in his pocket right now, and yeah, it just so, works great. Yeah, they do work, and they, they're so you don't have it with you. I carry it with me on a, a regular basis, but since my car is not here, I don't have my car keys. I see. Right. Uh, I mean, like if 
I wouldn't have been arrested. Wait, 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 hold on. Where can people go to get the keychain camera? Uh, they can go to Campsite 93. Well, uh, online. Can oh, online, online lacrossewatchdog.org. You can contact me on there. Lacrossewatchdog.org. Yeah. All right. We're out of time, man. All right. Thank call. you. We still have an hour left for you and your thoughts at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. We've got another uh, radio talk show host in the audience. We're going to bring her up here in a little bit. And uh, you can take control. It's Free Talk Live. Talk Live. We are live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival, the 2011 edition here at Rogers Campground, the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire, Lancaster, New Hampshire. Same place as the last two years, and we have been here every single year for the last several years doing live remote broadcasts, and this is our biggest year at Porkfest thus far, not only because we just hit 100 radio stations not too long ago, and we're celebrating that tonight thanks to Jason Osborne from SACL CAI, but also because this is the longest time we've spent at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Last year it was a more of a weekend-focused event, but people just keep showing up early on. They keep showing up on Monday, even though it was supposed to be a Thursday through Sunday thing. So the organizer of Porkfest, or the organizers, decided to go ahead and officially expand it back out to a full week. It started on Monday. We were here Monday, and we're going to be here all the way through the end on Sunday. It's just an absolute blast. People are having a great time, enjoying each other's company, meeting new people, uh, making new friendships, uh, new associates, networking. It's just it's a great group of folks. You don't want to miss this. If you have to miss it this year, it's not too late. You can still get up here. Go to porkfest.com to learn more about how to get here. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. doesn't cost a lot of money to actually get into Porkfest. The most you're going to spend is likely on the gasoline uh, to drive up or to, uh, you know, whatever the cost of the plane ticket travel. might be to, uh, to travel up here. But Porkfest is a very affordable event, and it's a lot of fun. People are just uh, having fun. They're playing games. There's, uh, there's contests. There are uh, people vending food items, drinks, all kinds of stuff without asking government permission. It's called uh, agorism. That's going on here. It's just an exciting time. And, uh, it's and agorism, just, uh, it's Greek. Uh, agora is Greek for market. Yeah, it's an open marketplace where people aren't begging permission from uh, the people calling themselves the state in order to do business. And thus far, we have not yet seen a crackdown uh, on the part of the people calling themselves the state. There was a little brush with it uh, yesterday where some liquor commissioner uh, apparently sent a threat to the owner of the, the campground here. And the owner of the campground passed on the threat to the people that were selling the alcohol, not because he wants them to stop or cares. He's just letting them know that they're, you know, hey, heads up, there's a chance the Liquor Commission might come poking around. But thus far, no one has been shut down. No one has been arrested. Everything is okay. And, of course, if something does go down, there's nowhere else it should happen because they'd be surrounded by liberty-loving people armed with video cameras prepared to record whatever government bureaucrats decide to aggress against anybody and then who knows maybe it'll go beyond that maybe people will stand in front of the police cars maybe people will uh give a big hug to the person that's being arrested so they have to pull all the other people off first uh and who knows what kind of uh, civil disobedience or non-cooperation could become possible with hundreds of like-minded people around i mean in Keene, new hampshire when they were arresting a friend of mine for drinking an alcoholic beverage in the park there were about 20 people standing there, and I encouraged people to stand in front of the police car as they tried to kidnap this young lady. And four, including myself, of the about 20 people came out to do it. So if you've got 200 people standing around, maybe about 40 people will uh, engage in civil disobedience. I don't know. We've never seen that kind of level of uh, possibility before, and I don't think the state agents want to find out. Yeah, not at this place. They don't want to do it here. Yeah. 
So, uh, we're here, we're talking to interesting people here on the third microphone tonight, as we do every single night from Porkfest, but it's also open phones, and you can still dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231 to bring up anything you want. But Angel Clark is uh, with us here on the third microphone, and one of our radio affiliates is WGMD-FM in Delaware, uh, it's, it's the, uh, the, gosh, beach it's the, the beach. Rehoboth Beach. Rehoboth, Rehoboth. Beach. That's yeah. what I was looking for. Rehoboth Beach uh, in Delaware. Huge signal, though. It covers much more than just Rehoboth Beach, which, as you yeah. say, is a relatively small area. It's a, a nice FM uh, talk station that's been on board with the show for a while now. They had us on Saturday nights live. They're now taking us weeknights, and they take, uh, take us from 9 to midnight. So they take our third hour, which is this hour, live, and then they run the first two hours in, uh, in delay. And that's because you're on... Uh, from 7 to 9 p.m., yeah. Correct. So you're their local host, and it's one of those stations that does it right. They actually have a lot of local talk show hosts on this, uh, this station, which is unusual for most talk stations, period, but even more so unusual for a station in a, in a smaller market, which is pretty great. Yeah, it's actually fantastic. We get to focus a lot on local politics, local news. We still talk about the national stuff, and we still have some national syndicates, but it's... It's really, it's a community station, which is, it's great. You don't see too much of that now. Is this your first talk radio gig? The, uh, it Angel, is. What's your show called, by the, the way? The Angel Clark Show. So, you can find it on Facebook. It's all about me. So the, <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. Uh, so the Angel Clark Show, first time ever doing talk radio. Yeah. And how did um, you break into getting a nighttime show in, uh, on an FM talk station? I lucked out. It's a small town. Um, you know, I've had a blog for a few years, uh, SussexCountyAngel.com, because I live in Sussex County, mm-hmm. Delaware. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, such a small, it's such a small area that I guess, you know, they, they found me through that. Um, but, you know, if you don't mind, there's actually something else that I kind of wanted to talk about sure. in, instead of my show. Because Mark brought up a few days ago a story out of Texas where a mother is now a felon because she spanked mm. her child. And he mentioned this could be one of the biggest stories of the year. Wait, had she been convicted? I don't recall that part. Yeah, she, she pled. She pled guilty. Okay, that's right. Um, five years probation. She she spanked her child. And I'm not saying you should or should not spank your child. I'm saying you should um, not. <laughs> but, but I'm you saying you, you have the right to spank your child in a situation where the prosecutor said um, it was a simple spanking case. There were no bruises, no belts were used, right. and she is now a felon, five years probation. She still has not gotten her three children back. She's, she's had them gone since December. Right. You imagine, I mean, this is how we're told that you're allowed to discipline your children in the United States. She's had no warning, whatever. Her kids are taken from her for half a year now. And what's she this supposed to do? This is her first offense, actually. Yeah. I, I, I did a Google search, and from what, I, from what I understand, this is her first offense. And it's, it's kind of ridiculous. And, and one of the sure worst parts also is the judge chastised her in court in his official capacity he he said something like you know you don't spank your children we don't today. spank kids uh these days yeah or something while like at that. the same time there's another news story where a government school principal is giving kids spankings on their birthdays yeah be, like happy birthday here have a spanking but if yeah. you're a parent you're you're not allowed to spank your child without the government interfering right and i'm sure there are other government schools where they still have spankings they had it when i was growing yeah, up. yeah they did they did i i may or may not have been paddled a few times <laughs> it is an outrageous story there's no doubt it's stunning it, it drove me insane, and just it, it seems like it's something that not a lot of people in the media are talking about. I've only I've only seen a few stories about it, and it just it's an example of the government getting too much power and people not um, not activating in their area mm-hmm. to to get involved and tell them 
no, this is not okay. Maybe I don't spank my child, but you don't tell this mother not to spank her child. Yeah, this is a great example of where Mr. and Mrs. America sit on their big fat bottoms and do nothing. That's right. Um, when things well, it that, doesn't affect me. Right, it, but it absolutely does affect them. Most, most parents, I suspect, or at least a good portion of them, choose to spank their children at some point or another. And if they could only imagine, only put themselves in the position of this, uh, this, this poor woman who's had her kids taken away for half a year for doing this, they just don't believe it. They think, well, there's something else was going on. But they don't they just choose not she to look at it. She must have been one of those drug users. Something, yeah. Well, yeah. she's she's Mexican, so that's a problem, right? She maybe she's illegal. They right, yeah. maybe she, they all look illegal, don't they? And well, any so, excuse to do nothing. I mean, any excuse to be inactive and as you say, just continue to sit around and uh, pretend like it won't happen to them. Because it's uh, that's really what the people believe. They believe that even if they are people that spank, they can still kind of you know, pawn it up. Well, it won't happen to me. I mean, oh, what are the odds? I'll get caught for it. Well, obviously the odds are going up. Clearly there are judges out there that are changing the law right there from the bench. I mean, they call it legislating from the bench, and I, I tend to not want to use trite phrases that are used on talk radio, but that's exactly what that guy did. The law allows in Texas for corporal punishment. This woman did nothing unusual. Well, and it's also one of those situations where it's tough to come out in favor of the person because the individual in question is doing something a lot of people do disagree with. And so it's hard for somebody – like for me, I don't agree with spanking. I think it's incredibly uh, bad policy for parents to do that. I think it teaches kids that violence solves problems. But I also understand that people need to be free, that if I want to be free, that I have to allow others to be free. And that means I have to allow others to make family decisions that I might not make if I were, you know, if I had a family. You can, and people you can, don't um, get that. They're not willing to do that. They, are, they, they can't get behind somebody that they don't agree with. And that's too bad because I can. I can defend people that I don't agree with. You can you cannot agree with the person but disagree with the judge. Yeah. Like it's very easy in that situation to disagree with the judge. Angel, do you want to stick with us for a little bit here? Yeah, I can, yeah. All right, more with uh, Angel Clark. She is uh, the host of the Angel Clark Show over on uh, one of our affiliates, WGMD-FM in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. There's more coming up here from the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2011 edition here at Rogers Campground, the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. We'll also take your calls about anything coming up, 800-259-9231. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. Do you want to take back control of your own money? Then take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized, anonymous internet currency, and it's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world, and their value seems to only be growing with time. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.org. Your dollars are going down. Bitcoins are going up. WeUseCoins.org. Whatever you want, the toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there completely free. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. You can go over there and you can grab archives. In fact, they go all the way back to late 2006. Plenty of MP3 files, all as many as you want. Just go and click and download. They are completely free. You don't have to jump through any hoops. You don't have to log in. You don't have to pay any money. It's all right there, freetalklive.com. The Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle is an affordable, versatile, 
and reliable rifle. It'll deliver 10 rounds of 308 Winchester performance in a variety of situations. It is compact, lightweight, and accommodates a host of optics. It's a serious rifle for those serious about rifles. The perfect do-it-all bolt-action rifle where a rugged, reliable Ruger meets the practical tactical. The Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle, the one rifle you have to have if you can have only one. You can go see it at Ruger.com and get it at your local gun dealer. So we're uh, here with uh, some of the interesting folks that are uh, populating the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It would be impossible to interview everybody, but uh, we do bring some uh, select folks up here to uh, to chat with us. And Angel Clark is with us. It's her first time at uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival and first time in New Hampshire, if I'm not mistaken, Angel? Yeah, actually it is. I'm, I'm amazed. Not only is uh, Porkfest amazing, but... The view, it's its so beautiful oh, here. It's, yeah. it's amazing. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, the White Mountains, I mean, we're literally right across from the White Mountains here in uh, north, northern New Hampshire, and it is incredibly, uh, it's an incredibly beautiful view, no doubt. You're a radio talk show host on WGMD-FM, which is a talk station. It's one of our affiliates, and yeah. it's, a, it's a station that I would say is ahead of the, the curve. Uh, it's a station that... You know, clearly, I like stations that had free talk live, right? So, well, yeah, uh, naturally. Yeah, they, they had uh, the vision. Uh, the program director there, Dan uh, Gaffney, the morning show host, had the vision to take free talk live a couple years back for, for Saturday nights. And then at some point, not too long after that, I think he brought you on board for uh, to kind of head up the weeknights. When did you start doing uh, the Angel Clark You know, Clark actually, show? I just kind of started maybe about four or five months ago, so okay. relatively new. And he found you online through your blog has been reading your blog and just decided at one point, hey, this would be somebody who somebody who has an opinion, and talk radio is about putting people who have strong opinions on the air, and he gave you the opportunity to come in and host a local talk yeah. show, which is, which is great because a lot of people in this business, I mean, we go to the conventions every single year, and yeah. the, the common complaint is, there's no more farm team in radio. Where are we going to get the next generation of uh, talk show hosts from? Right. And <laughs> they complain about it while I have none on their air. Right. And this is an example of a radio station where the program director has actually taken the time to look out in his community and identify potential uh, opinionated people and, and actually give them the opportunity to share their thoughts on the air, which is great. Yeah, I'm actually um, one of the youngest female talk show hosts on the FM in the country. Mm. Um, and the only female talk show host on the FM in my area as well. So um, they, they did a fantastic thing for me, giving me the chance to do this, because let's be honest, I am younger, so there's, I, I, I would make mistakes that maybe someone that's been on the air for 20 or 30 sure. years wouldn't necessarily make or say things that could possibly get them in trouble, but they, they decided, hey, we think that she can do it, and they, they gave me a shot. It's the older ones that get in trouble for saying stuff on the air. I've noticed that. Yeah, so, I mean, that, that's really no defense. Um, the idea, you know, you need young, fresh opinions. Uh, talk radio is just chuck full of old people talking. I mean, you're here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which kind of suggests that you are familiar with the ideas of liberty. Yeah. So what's your personal path to, to liberty? How did you get on this uh, this track? Um. Actually, my my significant other helped a lot. Um, he he was very involved in politics for most of his life, and he he kind of helped me to realize that well, it's not really just what you watch on TV. Uh, because the family that I grew up in was not very politically active; they weren't very aware of what was going on. In fact, my mother to this day only went to my website after I got the the talk radio gig and i've mm. had the website for like two and a half years <laughs> wow. um she, she's like what what's the what's the address for your website again i'm like mom really 
Mom, thank you. I love the show of support. Um, but, you know, I, I come from a very uh, a small town area as well, so it's very easy to get active and get involved because there aren't many people that are involved. And we've literally mm -hmm. had a, a uh, mayoral race that was won by 20 votes. And, wow. and yeah. had a yep. total of 125 votes, like a few months ago. That means it was separated by 10 people. 10 people would have made the choice in the in the other direction. Yes. I mean that. So you know, local politics, you can really have an effect um, as opposed to sort of national politics. So it was your husband that brought you into the ideas of freedom. Oh yeah, he kind of introduced me to them. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So uh, you know, just to go back real quick to the story you were talking about earlier with the the mom that uh, is now guilty of a felony for spanking her kids pointing out how uh, it's difficult for folks to feel like they can get behind somebody who's done something that they might find detestable or wrong. Uh, that's one of the things that Americans need to get over when it comes to achieving freedom. It's so easy for people to look out there and look at what's happening to folks, like this lady getting arrested for that or, or then banning uh, trans fats or foie gras or something well, else, um, and just to say, well, that doesn't affect me, so therefore I don't care, or that person did something I disagree with, so I think they should go ahead and get their punishment. But they need to be able to, uh, to understand that in order to be free, you have to allow others to be free. Uh, but sometimes it's hard to get behind those folks. Like right now in uh, in California, there are students at a California high school been asked to turn in their yearbooks after a photo was discovered inside of two students possibly engaged in a sex act. So they're threatening these teenagers with child porn charges if they continue to have their to to possess their yearbooks. Uh, basically, now who wants to stand behind child pornographers, right? I mean, that's the the the, the idea here is if you're going to support the students in this, then you're supporting child porn, and it's very difficult for most people to say, well, yeah, I support their right to uh, you know look at whatever they want to, but I do. Yeah, but the problem the problem isn't the students. The problem is the people trying to take back the yearbook. It's yeah. it's like the uh, the dance party at TJ's. I went to that. Oh, Not wow. because I wanted to dance at the memorial, but because they said I couldn't. Yeah. Did you dance? I didn't because oh, okay. I, 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 had a, I had a video camera, and it, I wasn't there to dance. I was there gotcha. to support the people that were dancing. Dancing dancing's not really my thing, but how dare they tell us we can't dance at the Thomas Jefferson Memorial? Absolutely. I mean, he was the dance master in chief. <laughs> was, uh, the, uh, the, the idea that uh, you're supposed to be reverent standing in this uh, memorial is so ludicrous. If anybody's been at the, the Jefferson Memorial, you're going to see fourth grade classes running through, streaming, climbing on things. Uh, you know, th th this isn't a particularly reverent place. And so uh, this is just the bureaucrats protecting other bureaucrats' decisions. It has nothing to do with principle. You know, uh, since you bring up the D.C. dance party, there's another one I'm sure you've heard going to be on Ju uh, the 4th of July, Independence yeah. Day. They're going to have Independence Dance uh, Day at uh, the Jefferson Memorial. It's going to be a much longer kind of uh, event. But I don't know if you've met Ed yet. Uh, Ed, Eddie Free? I have not. Not he, yet, no. He's one of the guys that was arrested in the original crackdown on the dance party. He was the guy with the long hair that got up while he was in handcuffs and continued dancing. He's actually here at That's the awesome. Porcupine Freedom Festival. So yeah. we want to make sure uh, we hook you up with him uh, before the end of all this. Are you going to be here throughout the weekend? Yeah, I am. I'm really excited. It's been great so far. So he's cool. Plus, uh, Adam Kokesh, who was the guy that was body slammed, uh, should yeah. be here, I believe, tonight or tomorrow. He's going to be here pretty soon, soon. as well. So. Uh, so that's cool. Angel Clark, uh, what's your blog site again? Uh, SussexCountyAngel.com. And people can go and listen to your radio show how? Uh, WGMD.com. But if you go to the Angel Clark Show on Facebook, you'll find all the links there. Perfect. Thanks for coming yeah. on Free Talk Live Thank tonight. You. Nice to meet you. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Still time for you and your thoughts. Uncle Sam has actually just arrived in the studio. Uh, you can bring up anything you want. This is Free Talk Live. 
DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. Here from the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2011 edition. Go to porkfest.com to learn more about it. It's not too late for you to get up here. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. So much more to come here at Porkfest. We'll try to touch on a few of the things that are uh, yet to come Friday and Saturday uh, on the itinerary. Room full of people that love freedom. And we are so glad that you're here. A lot of you, brand new faces. We've never seen you before, and it's great for uh, new folks to come up and experience uh, New Hampshire and experience, more importantly, not just the beauty of New Hampshire, but the community of liberty-minded people that are here and the people that are coming here that are planning to move their lives from wherever it is they're coming from and come here to New Hampshire to get active, to achieve liberty in our lifetime. In fact, we go to the phones uh, before we continue here with another special guest. Andrew is listening in New Hampshire. Andrew, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, greetings, gentlemen. Uh, hey. Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, uh, I just wanted to touch on, uh, you uh, asked uh, yesterday's show about uh, whether or not uh, giving away alcohol in New Hampshire would be uh, a felony. Yeah. And um, it, it sure would be, uh, or it would be against the law, and it sure would be, um, and it would be a Class B felony um, if you uh, offered for sale or uh, distributed or bartered or exchanged with another um, without first registering with the Secretary of State or uh, obtaining a license from the Liquor Commission. Wow, you can't buy a 12-pack of beer and hand it out to your friends? Uh, well, if you if you take a very uh, strict reading of the law, then no. But, uh, I mean, wow. the likelihood of them prosecuting you for that, you know. But well, You know, this is the statement made, right, that, oh, they won't prosecute you for it. But what about this lady in Texas that we were just talking about right. that got prosecuted uh, for spanking her child when the Texas law allows, uh, you know, corporal punishment? Mm. The fact is, uh, Andrew, and I know that you know this, is that uh, the, the, the government agents, if they feel like it, will turn on you in a moment. They'll use whatever excuse they need, and this obviously is a, a perfectly good excuse for them. Indeed, which is why when, uh, you know, I uh, share or, you know, hypothetically share alcohol with friends, uh, you know, if they want to give me money, uh, they can uh, buy, uh, you know, food or help me defray the cost of a party by uh, purchasing food, but in no way uh, chipping in for alcohol because, you know, I, I just don't want to, you know, put myself, you know, leave myself open if, you know, somewhere down the line someone gets a bad idea and wants to, you know, jam me up for something. It sounds like it doesn't make a difference whether you sell it or give it away. I mean, so if you're having a party and you're giving beers to your friends, you're, you're committing a second-degree felony in the state of New Hampshire. And if that is a strict reading of the law, it only goes to show that we have incompetent boobs. And this is across the nation, not just in the state and, um, you know, and, and around the world. These people can't write laws that we can't break. I mean, the, the, the supposition is, as I've seen this written, is that the average American commits a felony three times a day. Now, these same people will shake their fists at you and say, quit causing problems, you darn activists. But these people break the law, and they don't even know it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and the... Hey, Andrew, uh, and the go ahead. Yes. 
Oh, I was just going to say that uh, in New Hampshire, a lot of people have made the mistake in saying that um, uh, uh, wine and beer is not uh, controlled by the state of New Hampshire, and it certainly is in in two different ways, other than having to have the license. Uh, and the reason for the license is for beer. There's a 30, uh, 30 cent tax per gallon on every um, uh, on all beer that's sold, or, or should I say, distributed in the state of New Hampshire, and it's collected at the distribution level. So you know the mm-hmm. consumer doesn't see that um, directly uh, in the price, but, but it's, it's there. certainly there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey Andrew, and the, why aren't uh, you at uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival? Um, well, that's a good, uh, that's a good question. Um, unfortunately with, uh, scheduling vacations, uh, decided to take a trip with my wife for our first anniversary with the, uh, the baby, but, uh, maybe, maybe next year we'll, uh, all come up. Look forward to it, man. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Still enough time for you and your thoughts, but we're actually bringing someone back from last night. Uh, Kevin Innes was our final guest on last night's program and it, there just wasn't enough time to, uh, to do you justice which, of course, uh, justice hasn't been done right, in your right. case at all. <laughs> That'd be a real rarity for you. Um, but Kevin Ennis is here with us. Uh, welcome back to Free Talk Live, Kevin. Thank you. you. You just got out of jail not long ago. When when did you get released? Uh, May, May 6th. May 6th, and you were in there for 23 months of your life because you dared to engage in business transactions using silver and gold as your choice of currency. That's essentially why they put you in a jail cell. Uh it was done voluntarily, of course, Correct. that uh, all these people that I know of knew exactly what this was, and it was alternative currency. It was currency, as talked about in the Constitution, that we're supposed to be using, apparently. We're talking about the Liberty Dollar. I was a Liberty Dollar associate. You were a Liberty Dollar regional currency office, meaning Correct. you're kind of one of yes. the higher-level uh, distributors of it. But you weren't the only regional currency office. Why did they pick on you? Uh, I think there w- the reason was there was an uh, FBI agent in town. Needed business, you know, like any business. They want to have the um, rest people business. Um, and uh, they were investigating uh, the Patriot movement in mm-hmm. town. Uh, uh, Robert Clarkson was very successful fighting the IRS on procedure. They didn't like that very much. And he beat the, I, uh, the FBI and the IRS on a, couple, a number of occasions over the last 20 years. So they were investigating him and uh, my, I mean, they won't divulge the information to me, but it seemed like they needed to beef up their budget a little bit. Well, hey, who else can we investigate in town? Hey, uh. They need business, right? And so, uh, so you were in the wrong place at the wrong time. Right. Because no other regional currency offices were, uh, were attacked like you were. Correct? Right. And then they used me as a stepping stone to jump to uh, the national office. But as far as a nationwide search of the, and, uh, of the company and arrest of these, there was only four people arrested. Right, it was Bernard von uh, Nothaus, two of his office staff, and right. you. Yeah, right. one, one regional, a regional currency director. And one, because, that was me. And because right. you happen to become, uh, because you happen to be coming from Canada, you're originally from Canada, they said, well, he's an immigrant, and so therefore he might run back to Canada, so we need to hold him in jail until the trial, which ended up being uh, 23, 23 months later. Months. Right. What happened with the trial? What was that all about? Well, I never had a trial. Um, what? They made, no, there was no trial. Um, they made two different offers to me. Of course, the first threat was 45 years. Mm. Uh-huh. Uh, that's quite a while, right? On what charge? Counterfeiting? Uh, on counterfeiting and mm. passing a false instrument is what I they see. call uttering. And so, as I was mentioning last night, they uh, offered a plea to me of uh, 14 months after I'd already done six in county jail. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, no, I, I'm not going to lie to defend myself. That's perjury, right? So 
Um, I'm going to stick on my principles, and uh, I'll thank you. I'll go to trial. So, um, oh, that's a crapshoot. You never know what's going to happen. You know, they try to threaten you with all kinds of repercussions if you go to trial. As though you're penalized for going to trial? I mean, what is this? Mm -hmm. Oh, I suspect they're right, actually, that it is a crapshoot. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, and so uh, after eight months, they offered me six months. Well, I'd already done six months. Uh, No thanks. I'd still have a federal uh, felony Felony. charge, so um, I'll go to uh, to trial. Thank you. But thank you for your kind offer. That's way down from 45 years. And so, uh, but if I declined the, the plea of six months, why would they still consider me a flight risk? Because if it was a flight risk and got out on bond, why would I want to go to trial to anyway, right? Um, and so it was... Right, you'd already logic served the make, amount of time they wanted you to serve. Right, you know, and so uh, it didn't make sense, but... Logic to them. Uh, so no logic, no reasoning, but compliance of order. Okay, so how did you end up getting out? I, you said there was no trial. How did you end up getting out of jail? They, uh, two weeks before the trial that was supposed to take place, mm-hmm. which I had a very good public defender. She was the head of the public defender's office for Western North Carolina. She chose to take Well, you don't case. hear that too often. I had a very good public defender. No. Those aren't words that I'm used to hearing. Right. Well, um, we seemed to be on the same page, and she was ready to fight tooth and nail because mm-hmm. she didn't think I was guilty of the charges as claimed. And the private investigator was also very much on my side. But they came up and said, well, do you want to – it still is a crapshoot. Uh, okay. Uh, what are you offering? They said, well, what's better than a felony, a misdemeanor? What's better than that? Okay, dismiss all the charges. How about – Something better. I'll talk about it after the break. Oh, good, good sell there, man. I'm, nice leaving. This guy, I'm leaving this job. I mean, for goodness sake, if the, if the interviewee can sell like that, I need to get out of this chair. There's more coming up here in moments with Kevin Innes, uh, 800-259-9231, 23 months in prison for using gold and silver as a currency. Uh, more coming up here. This is Free Talk Live from Porkfest 2011. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. We might have time to uh, slip you in here in the remaining moments of this program, but if you don't get in tonight, call tomorrow because we do this every single night of the week. And this week, we're doing it from the Porcupine Freedom Festival, Porkfest 2011, dot com. That's where you can go to learn more about this event uh, it's still not too late to get up here. we still got a full day on Saturday and Friday, uh, plus a little bit on Sunday. Great chance for you to come up here and meet the Liberty community, the uh, group of people that could become your friends and neighbors if you join the Free State Project and make the move to New Hampshire to achieve liberty in your lifetime. Because I know where I came from, liberty wasn't even close to uh, to happening. Up here, we actually have a shot at making it work. It's not the Free State yet. There's a lot of work that needs to be done. And the more people we can have here on the ground in New Hampshire, the quicker that can happen. The more people come here, the more advancement will happen. The more people will take notice of what's happening here, the more will come. It'll build like, you know, the the snowball rolling down uh, the mountainside. So uh, we continue with our special guest here uh, in the studio tonight. Kevin Innes is with us uh, relatively fresh out of a jail cell after having spent 23 months in jail because he was facing charges uh, regarding counterfeiting 
the federal government claiming that uh, by using the Liberty Dollar, which I was an associate of, I had Liberty have and had Liberty Dollars, uh, which are actual one-ounce silver pieces. There was a warehouse receipt as well, which was like a paper version where it essentially said that the bearer of the warehouse receipt would be able to claim the silver that uh, that was theirs. And uh, they went after you mostly for the, the actual one-ounce silver liberties, as I understand it. They were claiming that, well, it's got a picture of the Statue of Liberty on it, so therefore uh, you guys are trying to pretend like this is, uh, the, this is U.S. currency, which is, of course, a bunch of nonsense. Since it was purple. Because, well, no, 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 the, the silver pieces were actual okay. silver. But uh, you're talking about the warehouse, warehouse receipts in that case. But the, uh, the, the silver pieces, they're saying this is attempt to, an attempt to look like U.S. currency, even though it had an 800 number on it. Sometimes it had a website on it. Uh, there was nothing that was similar at all about it. Plus, it looks different because it's not made out of a bunch of junk like the U.S. Uh, currency is. It's actually real silver. Uh, and it's, it, was a, it was obvious to me and obvious to people that actually held it in their hands that something was special about this. And you obviously agreed. You became a regional currency office for the Liberty Dollar because you thought it was that special. Yes, and people that I had showed it to before I became a regional currency officer, they said, yeah, that's pretty cool. Where'd you get that? I mean, you don't say that with regular money. No, no. And so, wow, silver? Is that silver? Wow, it's heavy. Yep. Uh, do you, you don't say that paper money or something that you usually get every day, you wouldn't be surprised. Those little pieces of tin, they pass off as quarters. So you get charged with uh, felonies, uh, essentially the idea that you're going to be counterfeiting. They put you in a jail cell because you're from Canada, and they say that you might be a flight flight risk. So you're sitting in jail, waiting for trial. During this time, you're waiting. They come to you with uh, two offers. One is better than the other over time because you turned down the first one, and then you turned down the second one, even though the second one would have resulted in you getting out of jail immediately upon acceptance, right. just simply with a felony conviction. And I get deported to Canada. Ah, that too. So then what happened, I mean, to get you out after 23 months? Well, uh, I was presented with uh, an offer. They said, well, what's better than a felony? Well, misdemeanor. What's better than that? How about dismissal? Well, not quite dismissal. Okay, what do you got? And uh, because if you or you or do you just want to go to trial and thumb your nose at the authorities and just stick up for what you, you've been talking about all along? Or if you got all that you wanted, hint, hint, wink, wink, nod, nod or something like that. You know, if you want all that you wanted, uh, would you accept some kind of offer? So, well, I'm not giving any promises until I see what it actually is. Mm-hmm. So, well, it's a petty offense. A petty offense is like a parking ticket. Uh, a $300 fine is what it ended up being. Um, no uh, parole or probation, mm. and um, all the federal charges would be dropped. Well, I wrestled even with that because I believe that what the Liberty Dollar, what I had been promoting, was an honest form of currency as the founders of this great nation have talked about from day one. What can we do to put the power of Voluntary, meaningful exchange between people, not legislated. It's beyond the point of saying nothing but silver and gold will be used as a form of a currency. Is that not what it says? Mm -hmm. And so, um, but I accepted the plea uh, that they claim, and I'll read it off to you. I've got it right here. And that is, uh, William Kevin Innes, did possess with the intent to sell, give away, or in any other manner use without the authority of the Secretary of the Treasury or other proper officer of the United States, any token, disc, or device in the likeness 
or similitude as to design, color, or the inscription thereon of any of the coins of the United States. Now, after all that gobbledygook, what is that? Under the authority of... Okay, I did possess. I agree to that. Under the author, I did not ask for the authority of the Treasury, the, the uh, Secretary of the Treasury, because, as was shown out in trial, their uh, attorney firm that does all the legislation for them doesn't give approval. They're not... The public is not their client. Their client is the... Uh, Secretary of the Treasury, right? So even if we had presented it to them, it's unlikely they would say yay or nay because that's mm. not, they don't do that. So that was an impossibility. So I had to, of course, it was one, was not without their authority. Or other proper offices, anything that looks likeness or similitude, those are two different things. Hey, words have meanings. Two words that sound different, that, you know, spell different, are different words. Precision in language is fundamental to law. So what did Robert Clarkson, the great man, do? He said, look up terms and read case law. You do that long enough, you'll know the mind, the legal mind, and how they approach a, to a topic. So likeness is different than similitude. Similitude is when there's so much similarity between them, you have a hard time telling the difference. It's that close. That's similitude, legally. That's my understanding. I'm not a lawyer, but... All the things I've read are that likeness can the be lawyers don't know what they're talking about anyway. Yeah. Well, um, um, Richard Cornforth says, what does he say about lawyers? They're lazy and stupid. He's never seen a really properly written motion. In, These in guys many clearly years. didn't want to go to trial, right? I mean, they kept coming back to you with offer after offer exactly. after lowered offer after lowered offer. They finally come back with this petty offense which, you know, you're going to get out of jail, you don't have probation, you don't have any... And they claim that it's similar, it's likeness, so that's their choice. That's not what I have to think, but it's not, a, it's not a felony. It's not moral turpitude, is the term. So you walked out of jail after taking this, uh, this agreement, after 23 months of your life had been stolen from you. Are you bitter? You seem like you're a pretty happy guy. Uh, events happen in our lives for a reason. And I seek to find out how I can better my life, whatever it is. So each day that I spent in jail, it was now as much as possible. Not thinking about the past, not thinking about the future. Don't have any control or can experience those. But if you think of the present and keep acting on your convictions, you'll have a, the life you want. Wow. That's outstanding. Now... Unfortunately, it's not over for the Liberty Dollar. You are out of jail, and that's good news. And the charges, most, for the most part, have been completely dropped for you. But Bernard von Nothaus, who is the guy who created uh, the Liberty Dollar, has been convicted. He went to trial. The uh, jury there did find him guilty of these counterfeiting so-called crimes. And he's now facing what looks to be as many as 25 years behind federal prison bars. As I understand it, he has not yet been sentenced uh, at this time. But that is the next step, is the sentencing phase right. of this. Only when sentencing is taking place can he then apply for an appeal. Now, now there are some other things that are in the motion and the works, and we'll you know, see how that develops. Right. He's, he is going to appeal. I mean, that, that certainly mm -hmm. makes sense. Right. Uh, but, man, what a disappointing uh, outcome that these, these people on this jury were convinced that somehow Bernard von Nathaus, who created the most popular alternative currency in America's you know, recent, recent history, uh, the, one of the most useful concepts uh, to come across uh, is a counterfeiter. It's outrageous. Yeah. The, um, and but they said, how to take that or turn it around? 
there's different events that happen in the, in the process of our movement mm -hmm. to raise consciousness. You encounter challenges. They're an opportunity, really, to find out more of the power within you and find the power of your community. And that's uh, one of the good things I found about this community, too, is that uh, folks from mail to jail would send letters from you, all of you, which was uh, very sweet. Mail to, jail is a, uh, mail to Jail is an incredible uh, service that uh, one activist came up with, and he's the guy that does it. He's unfortunately was unable to make it to Porkfest this year, uh, Mike Barsky. MailToJail.com is where you can go. And I, I know Bob Constantine was speaking today about his 60 days that he spent in jail. He says every day he looked forward to the letters that he got from folks sending them through Mail to Jail. And it mostly focuses on New Hampshire-based activists. You are one of the ex exceptions to that. Uh, MailToJail.com is where you can go. There are people in jail right now that could use your attention and could use some, some kind words and some thoughts from you. They would really appreciate it. It's free to you. Mail to Jail covers the cost, but there's a donation link there. Hit the donation button. Send them some money to cover the cost of the postage. And Kevin Innes, thanks for coming on. Free Talk Live again. We'll see you tomorrow night from Port Fest 20. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. gold.freetalklive.com.